This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. We have, I don't, I didn't make an outline for this one. I was oh, like, you no. know, Owen knows what he's doing. That's yeah. a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> terrible idea. Are you well, telling me we don't have an outline you, for this? You, you give me the reins? That is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but geez. this is episode 150. Sweet. I got a cool number. Culture. Yeah. So it was originally, I told everyone Monday night on Sticky Stuggies that it would be our one on one for the month. And then mm. it was like, I'm free. Let's I'm free. Like, all right, we can fuck right on off. We're finally gonna push this back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Finally. After fucking three years. It's well, long. it's one of those yeah. things where you guys record on Thursdays, and yeah. I'm contractually obligated to do another podcast on Thursdays, <laughs> which is, you know, I, I yeah. the worst thing is that if I if I leave him to his own devices, him and Rob go off, and we have like an 18 episode arc that they we have to do on her history if I leave him <laughs> alone. So you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, this episode is brought to you by Steve Snake Shrine's Venom Hot Sauce. Uh, our good friends at Puget Sound Pythons, Jeff and Kendra, uh, did a video that they just released, I think today or maybe yesterday, of them trying all the different sauces. Um, definitely check that out. They too, the Cottonmouth sauce was the yeah, one. That was the so, one. Yeah. Um, check him Solid out. Choice. If you get the hot sauces, you're supporting Steve, his public outreach, education, relocation, rehabilitation, all the Asians. All the good stuff. I almost said all the Bations, and that would have been. That would have been, yeah. All right. (laughs) uh, Check him out, Facebook and Instagram, and then blackboxcages.com, the Cajun company that needs no introduction because we talk about them a lot, and they're awesome. (laughs) They're the best of the best. I'm. I gotta talk to Jen about when we can head up there and get our yep. get our stuff. Yep. Nice. Wait, we're waiting on some tubs to come in. That's it. Yeah, we got. to be ready to go. We might have to bring a trailer for this. We're definitely gonna have to bring a trailer. Damn it! You get to drive. Yeah, of Never. course, I'm the one with the truck. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I can drive it if you want, but you like you have to you're not, like a you're waiver. Not, you're not driving my truck. I'm a good driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've driven with you, Smith. I have an impeccable record. I'm good. I'm good. I've never I'll even try. Been in a it's because he's killed try. all the witnesses. That's why he has an impeccable record. <laughs> yeah, if witnesses yeah. are a couple of years, if they're not there, absolutely. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm good. I'll, I'll drive. I got it. But yeah, I'm I'm stoked. What the heck was that? I don't know. Okay. We got these new mic stands, and I guess they're make noises. It ain't mine. You just don't know what you're doing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tapping in. Things are freaking awesome, though. Yeah, I set them up last night. Super stoked to to break them in and use them. Yeah. They're better than the old floppy ones we were using before. Yeah. That looked nope. like the design hasn't changed since like World War II. Yeah, nobody appreciates a good mic stand until you get one with like an arm, and then you're like, oh, this is yeah. awesome. You used yeah, to like, I remember NPR Beginnings, it was like a mic clipped right in front of me. And every once in a while, I'd be talking. I just knock that shit over and stuff like that. <laughs> like great. So yeah, yeah, much better this way. Keep my yeah. keep it away from my hands. 
So well, that's what we were talking about when you popped in. Was like, I want to get some little end tables <laughs> and set, take these off yeah. of like the center table, put them on the mm-hmm. outside so that they're not like in the way. Like especially with snakes and stogies, when I have like a drink. Let's say you car. just want to have a drink in an ashtray yeah, right exactly. where you want it. Like instead I, of being on my left side, I right? Want you want it right side. here where it's supposed to be. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Be even cooler if we could like drill a hole so that the, the ashtrays fit in it. Yeah, there like, you go. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting a little. little what bougie. if? What if it was like a massive coffee table for the center? I actually there were some on Amazon I was looking at today that are like tiered, so we could have like a top uh, tier that has all the little, all the little knickknacks and <laughs> bullshit, and then we could have like our mouse pad one, and then down here could be you know your water bottle that you're gonna leave at the house for three weeks. Hey, fuck you! That will happen one time. <laughs> one time. It only needs to happen once. It only needs to happen once. It was terrible. I didn't know what I was doing in my life. Attached to your hand. Dude, it, I don't, I know, I've only left it, I've only left it here once, okay, I've only left it here once, but it happened to be on when we were going on our Christmas break, mm. and so there was like three weeks that I didn't have it, because I couldn't make it over here, and it was very upsetting. Three weeks so Christmas say. break, damn. Yeah, last like, half of December, man. Yeah. I think we get like we're one. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate. Look at that. Right there, baby. He's like, where's my water bottle? Everywhere we go. My water bottle? <laughs> no, it's right there. I got to keep it got, on me, man. I got kidney stones, bro. I got kidney stones. I got to have yeah, water yeah, on me yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time, boy. You must gotta, keep hydrated. You know, if must. you drink the bang and then you drink water, it flushes all that stuff. I drink the system. bang. I die. That's how that works. I about to say, I'm pretty sure that's nothing but sugar water and like It's not heroin. zero sugar. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then it's just heroin. Okay. A, little, a, little da- a little dash of crack. <laughs> a little dash heroin, of crack. Super creatine, ultra CoQ10, and EAA aminos for the muscles that I build. Okay. In my chair at work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All those muscles that I, I build. build yeah. I build muscles while watching cops at work. <laughs> you know? Smart. Jesus yes. Christ. Man, we're Why five, are you so five sweaty? Cops, yeah. cops, cops, dude. <laughs> Off watching to, uh, cops <laughs> great start so i i don't think we need to go through sort of the the stereotypical like how'd you get yeah. into snakes uh, Owen. i found one decided why not keep it in her box there you go there you go cool. <laughs> we're in through that explains all of us how does it good. what does it feel like being one of the forefathers the herpetoculture <laughs> podcast, herpetoculture podcast movement. I wandered in and like basically all these other guys were doing all the heavy lifting, and I just kicked in the door and I said, I'll come too, which is <laughs> how I became a co-host on on NPR. Is Eric literally was begging people, and all the people that you would expect and hope to say yes did nothing. Do you remember and, who it was that he initially asked though? He didn't ask anybody. He threw it up on MP. Oh, that's right. That's right. So yeah. it was there for everybody. We're talking yeah. like Nick Mutton, Justin Julander, Luke Snell, uh, uh, Yasser. Um, uh, everybody. Everybody was there on MP. Jeez. And nobody responded. Because I didn't have any competition. Because he would, like, I am no one's first choice. Like, it was, <laughs> that's not true. Like, you, come man. on now. He I had feel it. you. So the fact that. I'm like, hey, dude, I live close to you, and why not? Like, dude, I had like seven carpet pythons at the time. I had no business telling anybody anything. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it happened is Eric had a good idea, and I followed him. And that's pretty much been most of the forefather bullshit is 
and that's why everybody gives him the nickname of the Podfather, His Holiness the Podfather. So, His um, yeah, that's because I have a picture that Phil made of of uh, Eric in yeah. full pope, pope regalia. No, we need yeah. to get one of those tall candles that people get. Like, no, no I'm gonna have a picture of it right back here on yeah. the wall, and it's gonna just have a little thing that says the Podfather blesses you. So, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, five of us should get that like tattooed yeah. or something. Bless you, my yeah. child. Like, it, yeah, no, it's just gonna be Eric's face. I'm waiting for when I really screw up and I'm just gonna be like, bless me, Podfather, for I have sinned. Like, it would just be, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But no, actually, that picture does come up when he calls me. But um, <laughs> it's I, I mean, it's just that it's it's Eric had a ton of really good ideas and I just went along and I have been his voice of reason for a lot of things of like he's got big dreamy ideas. And I'm like, so that's yeah. not going to work for several reasons. So I kind of do pull him back down to earth. But yeah, Still dude, does I that a lot for me. Yeah. So I, no man, I, it was I, it was I just, not my I just deal. Go with whatever Phil is the other side of that coin where I'm like, dude, I want to do this. This is like, no, bro, that's dumb. <laughs> like, but, I, I, but I'm the, I'm there, just like do it. <laughs> yeah, Jake's you like along for the ride. You, he's like, you oh, need, yeah, he's like, dude, dude, rock and roll, yeah. bro. Get it. You need one on each shoulder just to be like, you know, always had the one be like, hey man, maybe you want to chill. You're always like, do it, do it now, do it faster. <laughs> you, you won't, you, <laughs> you won't, won't. <laughs> you won't do it. Yeah. So it's funny. Me. I mean, that's kind of how it happened for me. And Jake was like, Hey man, I want to start a podcast. And Jake's <laughs> like, What are we gonna talk about? Duh. <laughs> like it's, I it's remember like, what would we talk about? I remember, like, what wouldn't we talk about? Yeah, that's how it legit was like. I asked, I was like, Well, what are we even gonna talk about? He's like, We're know. just gonna talk about what we talk about every day, but record it. Record it. And yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, cool. See, like, the good thing is that fun. you guys, you guys kind of had a little bit of a relationship before your podcast. Barely, though. Yeah, no, before like, we started we really the podcast, it was like what beforehand. a month. I think so. Maybe yeah. I so, think I met you a month he before. He could have been a, a, a serial murderer for all. Yeah. He, he is, but we just haven't uh, told yeah, you. Yeah, no, um, exactly. <laughs> I think Eric and I, our second conversation was the second episode of NPR nice so we had had one conversation over the phone and then the second one was him interviewing me for npr mm -hmm. nice so yeah, yeah. it go. was just it was funny because weird I was like, and stupid <laughs> we live yeah. we live in a small town and so the fact that he was into morelia and some mm. other odds and ends i was like there's no one else around that's into this stuff specifically and it's funny mm -hmm. that you I was get... like, so this this is the guy for it like, yeah talking to him I was like he's he's it and it was funny because, like, you didn't even know that I was in Buford when you followed me. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just, just randomly. Come across each other on Instagram. Ooh, snake follow. Yeah. Yeah, he followed me. And then well, I had that striped IJ as your picture, yeah. I think. And I was like, dude, that thing's cool. I was yeah. Like, hey, look, Marillion, that's cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, I live over in the other side of town. Yeah, no, I hmm. follow. I fo you followed me because then I went on your page because I heard Palmetto Coast Exotics. I said, huh, that sounds like it might be close to me and stir, <laughs> stir shit. It was Weird. Beaufort. I was like, hey, I'm in Beaufort. I wasn't going to message you until I saw the brettles and I was like, okay, maybe he's oh, cool. Okay. He had a bunch yeah, of, just he had a bunch Morelia. Of this guy's yeah. cool. Yeah. He had a bunch of geckos and I was like, ugh. Fuck, this you know, guy is a bunch of geckos here. Guys. Yeah. It's like, oh, then I saw a couple green trees and a brettles. I was like, all right, maybe. You saw green trees. And you maybe. Yeah, so green. He's okay. The superior. He might be. I, I don't know. I didn't say all that. The, but. the superior Morelias are in the cage back there. Yeah. Which one's that? The roughies? Yeah, Those yeah. are the roughies. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fully disagree with you on that. I, Thank you. You know, I, I they're won't. the closest thing to a chondro genetically, so I you, know, you <laughs> might you might be you're, onto something there, you you're, know. You're, you're shit's, actually your shit's be. over here, dude. Yeah. The beards are over here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ruffy's there, beards there. They're psychotic. Like, I mean, nice. we're talking tail rattling, yeah, we're talking hissy, puffy, and I'm like, you guys are rat snakes. Shut up, eat your mouse. Like, <laughs> is, you can ask him anytime you walk into my room, you hear tails on tubs. Yeah. It's all like, across dude, the room. It's you like guys they, think you're hot shit. You guys are yeah. this long. Like, yeah. come on. I got to go downstairs yeah, yeah. and try to get an 11 foot retick to eat a rabbit. Like, nice. shut up. Here's your mouse, and yeah. I'll see you guys later. Like, I literally, I'd sit, tell my snakes to shut up so many times. I'll be cleaning, especially my pituophis, because they get so pissy and they yeah. rattle a lot. And I'm just like, shut up. Shut your freaking mouth. I just need to get your poop out. You That's know. why they have names, so I have something to scream at them. <laughs> other than just, because like, if I get a new one, it doesn't have a name. I'm like, knock it off. Fuck you. I hate you. God, what yeah. is wrong mine's, with you? Mine's okay. usually stop it asshole yeah. yeah knock it off yeah right now i'm doing the thing where uh because my bread lie are together and the female has figured out that the only time anybody's coming in the cage is for the water bowl so she's got a there's a ledge right where the water bowl is so she's in hunting position like 24 <laughs> 7 oh, yeah. right over that water bowl yeah and she's like a seven foot bread lie and and it doesn't matter. It's fifty degrees. She's gonna ace anything that comes near her. <laughs> Jeez, so I have to do the whole like slowly open the cage. Yeah. Slide a piece of cardboard. Send in a decoy. Yeah. And then, yeah. then stick my hand underneath. <laughs> grab the ball and run. Like and it's just like yeah. and then quick clean and then slide the piece of cardboard. Put yeah. the ball yeah. back. Put the hose in. Fill it with water. Close the door. We've yeah. gotten close a few times. She's starting to figure out what's going on. So I'm hoping the breeding <laughs> season ends before she fully realizes my hand is under the cardboard, and then I'm just screwed. Because yeah. that would not be any fun. Oh well, that's I would say the worst bites I've ever had are from bread lie in winter because you're not expecting it. You're just going quickly yeah. through, and then something is just there. So yeah. There's something about bigger snakes and then all the small bones and stuff in your hands. I know, right? It's like, it's just, that's the trifecta of knuckle bites, man. Dude, probably the worst bite I think Mm. I've taken from a carpet was from your (laughs) freaking super caramel jag. Holy (laughs) God. I remember watching him have to deal with that snake. Oh my God. That was the most psychotic carpet I have ever dealt with. Do you want me to tell you he got, you want me to tell you he got better after you sent him up to me? I'm not surprised. Of he got he, he, he got twitchy. He got chilled. I bred him. He chilled out real fast, yeah, real quick. Oh, so he got chilled. He got and the problem is, is that I had half brothers and brothers. And I think at one point I'm looking around. I'm like, I have five proven adult male super caramel jags. I think we need to Jeez. thin the herd a little bit. <laughs> so I sent him out on breed loan. So he's not even here, but he's causing trouble wherever he's at. But man, it was one of those. They get past that three, four-year-old stage. You start yeah. putting him through winter, and he's just like, all right, mellowed out. But no, nah, he yeah. was a – because he was a jag, he would come at you, but then he would spin and, like, yeah. go left. And it was yeah, like, screw dude. you, dude. Like, he was so dicey, man. <laughs> he like, he wouldn't just – yeah. It's the thing. He wouldn't strike. He would just grab. Like, yep. it was there was no, like, lunging at you. It's just like you picked him up, and he's just like – like yep. that was, that's my hand this is mine know? now yeah yeah dude it's, it was wild i've never dealt with a carpet like him he was crazy i couldn't touch him 
I could not touch him because all he would do was wrap you up and go right up his body to go eat you. He hand. knows where you are now, and now he's yeah. coming. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I've had a couple like that. Crazy, um, man. It was entertaining to watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Getting, him uh, in a, getting him in a bag to send you home. Better than any reality show you get. I recorded it, was, it just for Justin. <laughs> at least it was in one of those bags that I've gotten. Like, you know, have you ever guys ever gotten a snake and you open up the box and there's clearly blood on the bag and you're like, oh, oh God. okay. It's <laughs> like, like a warning <laughs> sign. Yeah. Like, I, I got a black face, white lip, and it, it, they, they arrived and there was blood all over the female's bag. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh, God, is she hurt? And then I texted the guy and he's like, no, no, no. She ripped into me what I was putting her in. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine then. That was yeah. my sacrifice before she made it. I hope they make it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It the, the she blood packed. I had to be Chris, we took that from me. For yeah, a you, you have to bleed over the box to get it to arrive on time, according to FedEx. <laughs> no, it's I the got only it. way. Oh so my god! Doc Loafman sent him some Nerodi, and those <laughs> work. And oh my god! Because I have, I'm at work all the time, so anytime he gets anything shipped, I usually have it shipped to the shop because I'm always there. You know, yeah. right? It's like it's better than being sitting on a porch somewhere. You know, it's yeah. better. That, like it's just perfect because I'm there. We have a back room that's not smoky or anything like that. It's nice and cool-ish. It's not warm. It's not cold. It's perfect. <laughs> right. And I got some Nerodi sent from. Loafman, I opened that box and it smelled like straight death. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, dude, one of these animals is dead. Yeah. Because it was it's like, what, four dead. of them? Four or five, something like that. And I was four, like, one. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they're all alive. And I remember opening the bag and like trying to count heads as they're all moving. <laughs> and I was like, holy, I was like, dude, it's like these things, like something's got to be dead. No, nah, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, so those are, I don't know what it is. So I've, de I've dealt with bandits on bandits on bandits. I've been mm -hmm. mussed on by so many banded water snakes. Not even freaking funny. But these Ponchatoula. It wasn't musk smell. It was death. No, dude. But I'm telling you, these Ponchatoula Louisiana broad bandits. The musk is different, bro. Like, yeah. they, I, they, yeah. nailed, they nailed me the other day. Like, this is unlike any other banded musk I've ever smelt in my freaking life. Those ponchatoulas are something else. There's something about through. it. It is so bad. And you enjoy that. No, well, I would want to say that there's not, different flavors at all. of musk yeah. for different species of snake. Oh, absolutely. There's like the python musk. Then there's like the straight up colubrid musk. And then there's the like Amazon deeper, tree boas. Right. There's the deeper tire. levels of colubrid musk. Like, and then you know, there's then there's Chinese king rat snake musk. Hey, hey. Okay. Minor that, chill. No, well, I, no I'm, I'm saying they're full of murderous rage, but they don't musk on me. So I prefer musk, it that way. The musk really, to me, it's like, it's not as bad as any other musk I've had. To mm. me, it smells like a burnt weird chocolate. <laughs> That's how I describe Chinese rat snake musk. It, to me, it smells like weird chocolate. We start having our own fragrance line. Yeah, you know you've been doing yeah. it too long when you're comparing what musk smells. I'm not comparing tolerable. Taste, all right, <laughs> I'm not sitting there going, you know what's tastes differently? The musk of a Chinese king rat. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. saying smell. You guys, everybody knows what chocolate smell, smells, right? right? Like I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I did not taste Chinese king rat snake musk. Well, you, man, you the one who compared the worst. You me. you compared copperhead uh, musk to feet. Yeah, know what? That was yeah. pretty spot on when you when I had I that small it. one. And I was I'd like, oh god, the room would smell like feet and i'm like what what the hell i didn't no. believe you until you put it in a bucket and then you uh, open the bucket and i was like oh god it's it's it smells like feet the thing is snake musk is like one of those smells that like no matter where you are like you could be walking through a snake show oh, yeah. and just smell it just like how 
everybody unfortunately knows what the smell of a regurgitated rodent smells like. Oh my god. And oh. you will or be a left to... behind rodent. Uh -huh. like and you can yeah. peg it where you can just walk. Something smells like death in this Something's room. Dead. Yeah. Something's like dead. <laughs> so you 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 get that. You you yeah. know it. So these are the parts of becoming uh, a herper that they don't tell you about. Unfortunately, with my career, I also know what regurgitated mouse smells like in water next to an alligator. So yeah that's even worse because it's been bloating and it's been wet yeah. so yeah uh, i'd rather deal with mouse that was never touched than mm. regurgitated oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. something about that regurgitated smell that i just makes me want to regurgitate yeah, yeah it's it's bad nobody ever it's prepares bad. you for these things no no, no. Yeah. i got mussed on by a yellow rat at daytona like <laughs> The first day, that and I could smell that too. shit on my hands all week. Like all weekend, dude. You can't get it you away. Yeah, it was rough. Like it we was could follow rough. him around the show by yeah. like twenty I'm, yards and know exactly where he's been. We could yep. follow him. Yeah, yep. that's great. It's cool. Yep. And he was like surprised that it did it when he pulled it out of the bag. He's like, dude, what the hell? I mean, I mean y'all were the one that was complaining about it. Y'all were complaining fine. about it more than I was. <laughs> I was fine. Just get used to it. I, been, I'll take a bite any day over than a. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take, that's easy. Yeah. I just bleed. You know. Yep. And it just smells like blood. Well, I say that, and I'm starting to get more and more tricky things. Like I, I started with the Mad Hogs, and now there's False Water Cobra. I keep eyeing up Blue Baron's racers. So you know, bites may not be something I should be doing anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, make some Barons racers and let me. Get oh, some. They're on the list. I gotta get. There's a bunch of shit on the list at this point. I have 32 different species. So. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. I did a list today, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> like it was. That's cool, man. I'm like, no shit. All right, well. Yeah, but oh, at yeah. the top of that list are Bairds. So. No, no, they're far down the bottom. <laughs> That's why, fun, down, that's why they're down that's why they're down just there a fun looking rat green. snake dude like it's so those were you said those were dropped off to you yeah yeah <laughs> someone was just like hey here's some rats a uh, friend of mine made a trade and he's like hey man i gotta go but you're gonna get a pair of birds uh like a banana candino and a snapping turtle and i'm like all right yep. like you know he's like just delivering them to me tomorrow i'm like sure so uh the guy drops off the animals and I'm like, snapping turtle. Cool. It's a little alligator snapper. Fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm never dealing with aquatic shit. So you're adorable. If I had an outdoor pond, totally. Ball python. Huck it. Throw it out with the yeah, alligator nope. snapper. Like it was. So then there's the you're two bears. The alligator snapper. Yeah. So the two bears and I'm like, all right, these are kind of cool. Like I do like the colors. Oh. I do like the patterns. These are awesome. Like I, I'm like, all right pair and he's like yeah it's a pair it's a boy and a girl i'm like how much you got into him he's like eh, for you this much i'm like cool money bye you know, like i just so they were mine there you go yeah and i Pictures literally like adjusted, man i know well before i before i jumped on them i'm like do i know a guy that does beards like who's nah. a guy <laughs> like do i know a guy who's absolutely fucking upset i think i do so i did text schmitty and i'm like you know dude what do you think of these? And he's like, those definitely beards and they're nice. And I'm like, and Schmitty approved check. Like, so <laughs> I, I expect I'm going to get some kind of like sign or sticker. That's just you with a thumbs up that I can hang in my <laughs> snake room that now my collection is Schmitty approved. So, yeah. yeah. 
but I'm anxious to start pairing some up here soon. I gotta uh, get more food in them. These guys got years to go yet, but I'm always looking for like I like colubrid stuff that I can, and I don't want to say it like it's easy, but breed with my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's nice to have the complicated stuff that requires more attention, and then it's nice to have stuff that's like you don't have to think about it. You can just do it. Half my fucking collection is shit that's like, I don't know why she's in here. Like, and it's <laughs> year round. And, and we're talking like, I got both phase white lips, nothing. Timors, um, one of my male olive pythons doesn't know what his life is about. Um, Kribo, Vietnamese blue beauties, they're causing me freaking agita. Um, there's a bunch of shit here that doesn't breed. So, if I can jump on a pair of animals that I could totally like yeah. just knock it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, like I have cow Kings, I have corn snakes, I have uh white sided black rat snakes. I have four freaking pine snakes at this point. Are they all Northerns? Yes. Once nice. in albino. So nice. yeah. Yeah. I like them. They're pissy little fucks. Like I dude, I, we had pine snakes and bull snakes when I worked at the zoo and I got them to breed and I never thought about it, how cool it was until after I was gone. And like, I didn't have those pine snakes at my disposal and I was desperate to get more. And I'm like, shit, I like, I should have grabbed those like, or grab some of their babies when I had the chance. So yeah. I'm glad to get back in it. Um, I got a good shot with one of my pairs this year. The other pairs hit or miss. They, they, they might still need some growing to do, but we'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, starting to get i'm starting to get a groove with the rhino rats um and then i'm adding mandarins this year so yeah nice then next year the, will be the uh, king rats there's man there's something about to me and as far as like north american species go there's mm. few few things that are more impressive than a big pine yeah, yeah and the know. fact that they yeah. like I, I put a video on my instagram That's a couple just... weeks ago of me checking on the one male in winter and it was just like I opened the drawer and he immediately starts doing that deep hiss, open mouth, like get like and I'm like, all right, that's just fun. Like, I'm not even yeah. touching you <laughs> like this is so I prefer yeah. it when a snake acts like a snake as opposed to like a, you know, turd in the corner. So, yeah, yeah. no, man, I've got I've got a pair of albino uh, Florida pines. And nice. dude, both of those things are just not about it. Nah, see mine mine it. isn't bad like they're great i love them bit. to death the male is actually the male is actually really chill i can take him out he's never happy about it but i can take him out the female just is pissy but my fork line gophers holy that's another God. story those things i can i've actually can i can take them out now i just kind of have to keep them away from me i can mm. handle them for the most part be the tree they're real upset the whole time i, I had a but i can get not point, bloody so i think at one point i had like 10 pairs of bulls pines stuff like that and it was like and this was like um, a bunch of different stuff yeah i had like a trio of white sides and a trio of albinos and stuff like that and there's something foley and i were doing i think it was like two or three years out of college he and i were Mm kind of dabbling around together um and uh i remember us pairing them and we're just hanging out at his place so we put them together and then went in the other room to hang out and you could hear them all from like the room over just so pissed off with each other hissing and 
oh, slamming geez. around in their bins and stuff like that. And I'm like, so we're going to get eggs from this? He goes, yeah, probably. So <laughs> maybe we'll see. But we did. Yeah. We actually got um, we got a good group of bulls and stuff like that. And that was one of those things that we ended up. We're like, yeah, hey, we'll sell them all after that. And it's like a couple a year or two later. I'm like, fuck, why did we do that? <laughs> like it was that happened a lot. Yeah. How many yeah. rhinos are you up to now? Three. I have my breeding pair. Um, I did have a trio, but I lost one girl, unfortunately. Um, but then I kept one of the boys back from this year. And I'm trying to work out with the other rhino people that I know. <laughs> That next year when I get a clutch, I'm going to swap some girls so that I can mm-hmm. start building another thing. Because, dude, I I mean, I could have sold every rhino I ever hatched five times with the people that are, like, kicking your door looking for freaking rhino yeah. rat snakes. I mean, they are – people love those things. And I don't know if it's the horn or what because they're not any, like, less vicious than any other, like, rat snake. You go in that cage smelling like mice, they got oh, yeah. little needle teeth, man. Yeah. Like, I don't – so, but people love them, and they're so disarming. And, like, I have family members that do not like the snakes at all, but will come over and check out the rhinos because yeah. they got a – they're set up in a big tank in my living room, so they just kind of chill and do that thing year-round. Yeah. And – yeah, my man. wife loves mine, man. She'll walk in there. Can I play with the rhino? I'm like, yeah, sure. She'll pull mm-hmm. one right out. You know, dude, those were they were those were fun babies. As, mm-hmm. as much as I wanted to rip my hair out trying to get them rolling onto rodents, they were just cute, fun little things. Um, almost as good. Like this year, I had the I had the Mad Hog babies, and they were vicious little killers. <laughs> I mean, they were they were false water cobras. Like they were like nice. they, they were awesome. <laughs> So between them, the uh, the Mad Hogs this year and the Rhinos last year, it was a it was a cool thing to have because like you have the carpets and you know you can set up a baby carpet. Those are easy. Yeah, you're, I'm on autopilot at this point. This yeah, is like man. my thirteenth or fourteenth year breeding, and it's just like, oh, here, here's your fuzzy. Cool, thanks, bye. Like bye. it was <laughs> a little bit more interesting if I'm like I got to wrap knob tail gecko skin around the fuzzy and then tease the Mad Hog to eat it, like. I shouldn't like these yeah. things, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah. And why don't you think what like with the blue beauties? What's the what do you think the know. holdup is there? I don't know, but I'm going to freeze them this year. I, I I was trying to figure them out, and now I'm just being very mean to them. Like it's <laughs> like <laughs> um, I'm like I'm like you know slowly trying to like maybe it's this temperature. Like you know what? Fuck it. You're going colubrid cold. Like it was just. I mean deep six them out of the room into a rack with all the other colubrids and I unplugged the power and walked out. So, and it's in a side room that is off from my snake room that isn't heated. And that's where the colubrids are most of the time. Um, so, I mean, cause they can handle it. It's Pennsylvania and whatever. So I've been, was very cruel to them this year. So uh, if they don't breed this year, I'm really going to start being suspicious that I don't have a pair. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I, we had a really wacky winter and so i had stuff in the garage here moving mm-hmm. off, and then it was kind of hard to do that when december was 75 for most of the month and so that like, has messed me up like to the point where i was talking with eric about like pushing back my season a month or two because mm-hmm. the coldest months in pennsylvania are january february and then it kind of warms up a little bit in march where I start trying to warm up in February as it's snowing outside. And it's like, this yeah. is stupid. So 
I'm kind of trying to play around with that. Of course, I'm saying that and I'm downstairs today and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get any eggs. Open up this thing. I'm like, well, that female's gravid. Open up this thing. Well, that female's gravid. Yeah. Open up that. I'm like, well, that. I'm like, shit. All right. Well, shut up, all of you. Like, why are you doing this? Like, so yeah. where one thing like the carpets, it's rolling, and I got it to where I almost don't need to think about it. If I start fucking with it to get some of this other stuff to go, is that gonna fuck up this? So yeah. I don't know. That's why I kind of have the I have an outer room where the Timors and the olives and the white lips are and I can do whatever I want out there. And it's not going to affect the, uh, the carpets. And I just got, um, eight foot cages made. So I moved up a couple animals. So the Kribo are going to go out there where I can kind of play with them a little bit more, see what I can get them to go. Are you breeding the rough scales anytime soon? This year. This year. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two, they were about there, are, there are two cages back here. There will be a third one added very soon. Ooh. And uh, so that'll get me up to a trio again. And uh, that female will be ready to go. The female below um, needs about another year. So I'm going to give it a shot this year. Uh, new females going into quarantine. So I'll have everything set up once she gets out of quarantine. Give her a month or two, and then I'll try for a late clutch. I mean, those aren't really any more difficult to breed than any other carpets right i mean i did it by accident the first time i <laughs> there you go i put them together and i'm like they're not doing anything they're not doing anything and then she stopped eating and i'm like fuck and she my my original <laughs> female was just she sucked at eating she was so bad hmm. and i'm like all right well then she's gonna have to like normally what i would do is i would put her in a bin for a little bit because at one point i was keeping them in cubes um and she just go back into a bin start eating and then i put her back in the cubes and she would only eat mice. So I got my rodent guy to give me like retired breeder, yeah. pregnant, like mouse the size of a rat kind of a deal, which I had to pay out the nose for, but whatever. Um, so I pulled her out of the cage and put her in the bin and I'm like, I'll let her chill and then I'll try feeding her tonight. I go downstairs to go try to see how she's doing and she's laying eggs. I'm like, well, all right, I figured out why she's not eating. So... <laughs> Jeez. I'm really good at this. I'm like, that was one of those moments where I'm like, I know nothing about reptiles. <laughs> good job. Good job. Like good it was. Job. Um, and then uh that clutch I only had like six eggs, but it was one of those like I was so excited to get them set up and put them in there, and they were due on my birthday in June. And then like you slowly watch as the months go, as like one egg drops off uh... and like another egg drops off, and you're like, no, and then that final egg drops off in June and it was just like the whole clutch went bad. So damn. Yeah. That was, that was a nice think, punch in the gut. I think that's what's happening with my, my Jansen I eggs currently. Mm. I have one of the three looks like it's going to go the distance, but the other two are starting to kind of shrivel a little bit mm -hmm. and get a little softer. It's softer. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's yeah, and it's one of those things that people don't understand. It's like, Eggs is step one, <laughs> like yeah. step two, hatchling, step three, getting hatchling to live. Like, and it's <laughs> like, it's every little step you can celebrate, but like, there's another one after this. Oh yeah. So, the men. Yeah. Well, I yeah. always laugh when there's people that say condors are hard to breed. It's like, no, getting eggs is actually pretty easy. It's getting them to lay the eggs. It's the hardest part. And then babies are kind of like a milder <laughs> difficulty after that. You know, I so. had such terrible luck with chondros 
that my last one was a, a Rubiak uh, from Buddy Buscemi. And um, Buddy actually contacted me. He goes, hey, uh, are you doing anything with that girl? I'm like, no, she sits on a stick. Like, if that's all she kind of does. And I feed her. And he's like, well, I kind of, you know, I could use her. Do you want to do a trade? And I'm like, sure. And he sent me the, my three starting rhino rats for that chondro. So I bailed out of chondros and went running the collier brids. And I've stayed there where I'm safe. So, Smart. yeah. Smart. Smart. Yep. Haven't touched them since. I mean, you could have done a lot worse than rhino rats, though, because those are awesome. I know, right? Oh, yeah. Those I'm, have dude, become I, one of my favorite snakes that I've ever kept. Like, they're just, they're so much fun. And I was so afraid of the small Asian colubrids when I first got into it because people are like, oh man, they like it cold and they eat frogs and they die. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Because, <laughs> like, like, dude, everybody wants a fucking, oh, no. everybody wants a mandarin, everybody wants a coxi, everybody wants a bamboo. But everybody was like, they, that, nah, dude, no, you want a corn snake. I'm like, all right. Like, and now, they're the easiest goddamn snakes in my room. There's no heat yeah. on them. Yep. There's nothing. They're just I there. actually think mine are probably too warm because of the ambience in my room because of the Aki cage. Right. Like, dude, I my I have a heat panel in the top of the rhino cage that turns on during the day, ramps up, and then turns off at night. Whatever that cage gets to is whatever yep. that cage gets to. They do not care, and I've gotten eggs, so I'm not going to break it, but... I have no heat on my king rats. I have no heat on my blue beauties. I have minimal heat on the blue beauties. But it's I'm setting up the um, mandarins to have no heat and stuff like that too. It's the the heat of the room's fine for them. Mm -hmm. That's the only well, thing that stopped me from doing room, bamboos is like I'm afraid I I can't keep them cool enough. Right. Of, yeah. You know, without I've putting heard... them somewhere in the house without my wife being upset about it. Well, I'm getting I'm getting hundred flowers. That's just in my yeah. brain. That's going to happen. But. Um, the, what I've been told with the hundred flowers and with other stuff is that when they can't get them to eat, they put them down for winter in a cooler. And I'm like, all right, I could just set up some bins in that little cold room off to the side. It's fine. Um, Cause the ambient of my room is, I'd say it's about 80 something, mm -hmm. 82. And during the day, um, yeah. but then it just drops off at night. It's whatever mm -hmm. it is. Cause each individual cage that needs heat has a panel and has a, terp stat and has a probe and is managed and stuff like that so those things are more of there for like a safety net they won't yeah, right. let the cage get below a certain point for certain species other ones pfft, you guys will be fine till morning so and that's what i think i do more and more with other stuff because i built the um i i i like him i hit wheeler over the head with a chair and stole his idea for like the path through tube mm -hmm. thing for his scrubs and i did that for my team wars and i'm gonna and i did it i put in the, the cages where the bairds are gonna go they have small ones too so they're like two foot cubes connected so that they can have room to interact with each other or have different sides and stuff like that and i can also close it off if i want to keep them together but then separate for feeding it's much easier that way it's almost like shift doors um how do and i'm you gonna have do that it set up though like how do you have it so that it's I sealed a, and slide I like drilled a fucking hole through the cages on mm -hmm. both sides slid a pvc tube and then they have a cap on either end that keeps oh, okay. them in yeah. and then they're they have um twist like threaded stuff that you can close them off with gotcha yeah and i'm gonna drill a couple holes in there so that they can kind of still smell each other and stuff through it but with the team wars it's been so freaking fun because they both have like two waters two heat panels but they will migrate one will migrate to one one cage 
that might be a little bit cooler and then the other will follow like a day or two later oh hmm. yeah so they've didn't just been i i just undid it and now they have like a 12 foot cage that the two of them are just enjoying and so far so good nobody's killed each other and hopefully i get some eggs so nice yeah i'd like to That'd do something awesome. like that with the jance and i have like a, a like a higher cage that's more branches mm-hmm. and stuff and then the lower cage which is more substrate and you know yeah. ground level stuff like sort yeah of i'm gonna do the forest i'm definitely gonna do the pass through with the white lips too because then it's i i think grabbing the animal and like putting it into another cage or mm-hmm. getting it to that point is stressful enough where if all I have to do to put them together is reach in and undo a thing and yeah. run away and then they'll find each other. Like there's no problem. Like I, I was worried that I don't know what was going through my head. I'm like, I'm worried that the female, if she eats a meal, she's not gonna be able to pass through this four and a half inch tube. Like <laughs> it was, yeah, there's no fucking problem. So yeah. Nice. There's a lot of potential with that kind of thing. I think. Yeah. Like just, I, th- I can't, I think a lot of species that would, would use and benefit from something like that, where they have the options of moving mm-hmm. around and stuff, you know, minus like blood pythons or something like that. that I mean, I don't think that there. Yeah. Yeah. Those, any kind of like, let's say gaboons and bloods, anything that's heavy bodied low to the ground, you have to they, bring the female to it. There. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they <laughs> they're not going to cruise that far. <laughs> like it's, yeah. But rhinos, something like rhinos would, like, you'd know they'd be all about that. Yeah, dude. I My rhinos like to be up high. Like, I have a lot of perches up high and mm-hmm. a lot of sticks and stuff up high in their cage. And they usually chill really nice up high. But then they kind of, when the when the heat's on, they'll slink down and they'll lay across branches and stuff like that. And then they only really kind of go down, down to the ground uh, when she's going to lay. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it makes a lot of sense. They're a... They're a thin body, all green snake. No shit. They're going to stick yeah. up in the yeah, trees exactly. as much as possible. Like, all right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I got some some of the bio G's from Black Box that mm. are, mine are going to go into. I don't. So I have one of the males hangs out in his hide pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. The other male seems to spend an equal amount of time between his hide and the water bowl. And then my female pretty much lives in her water bowl. And the other night, I actually asked Matt and Rob about this because I've never seen anything like it before. She, I walked, I walked in the room and looked, and she, you know, her face was all dirty, like she had been trying to push sub and stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, then she started like doing the reversal thing, like she's like regurgitating something, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Because I hadn't fed her in in a probably two weeks, mm. and uh, she's regurgitating something. I'm like, what the hell? I thought she was dying like in front of me because mm-hmm. like her mouth was open and she was doing like the, you know, the reverse thing. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And she regurgitates this like <clears throat> ball of mucus. I've All never right. seen anything like it before. At first I thought I was like, okay. Cause the last meal that I did give him was, was a little bigger than what I normally do. And it was like furred all the way and everything. And so I was like, maybe it's just a hairball or something similar like that. Mm. And so I asked, you know, Rob, I was like, you ever seen any of your rhinos give, you know, throw up like a, a bolus or a pellet or something like you would see in like owls and or white lips. He's like, no, but whatever it was, it, it was like it came out solid and then it sort of like melted. I've sure. never seen I can't I wish I had taken a picture or video of it because I've never seen anything like it before. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's because she's been spending so much time in the water. 
that there's something involved there. I mean, I had, I, do you think that could be because it's too warm in there? Is it why they're it, always I, in the that's water? That's what I'm wondering with her at least. Cause the other, like the one male he's, I don't see him in his water bowl nearly as much. He's always in his hide, just hanging out. The other one spends a decent amount of time in it. And then the female as of lately has definitely been in hers all the time. So I'm wondering if maybe that, that has crossed my mind. If maybe they are just a little too warm. I mean, I've had, um, I had a whole clutch of baby carpets hatched that were like, they were obsessed with their water bowls and they would curl up and sit in the water bowls all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. And they would like piss in them and stuff like that. And if I didn't get there and clean them out, they'd be sitting in this like pee water, which is fun. Great. Thanks guys. Um, they actually started to develop the blisters. Yeah. The mm -hmm. water blisters, which is fantastic. I had to, treat the entire clutch with the iodine and you know antibiotics and stuff like that and they got better and the only way i broke them of it is i literally had to pull the water poles um every other day so they'd have the water next day i'd take it away because yeah. it was just they needed to learn to just dry out they needed just to dry out right. um that's and what i've been like, doing for her is like i'll yeah. pull it and dump it and just leave a dry water bowl in there and then i'll fill yeah. it up you know the next day or two days later whatever Yep. And she goes right back in it. As soon as I fill it back up, she's back in it. Yeah. And I, like I check for mites, which I shouldn't have mites in my collection at all because I treat everything, mm. you know, whether I see them or not, if it comes in, I treat it. Um, and I was like, there's no way it's mites. I mean, I guess it's, there's, there's a slim possibility, but I doubt it. And I looked under I, this morning, actually, before work, I took her out and I looked under her chin and then, you know, all the usual spots usual and spots. didn't yeah. see anything. So I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. She's fine. Like she regurgitated that thing, went right back to normal. Hasn't. Have you, had fed, any have you since? fed her since? No. If you tried a smaller water bowl? I should. Yeah. The smaller water bowl. I didn't even think about that. I should. Might, I've done that before with, um, like, I have uh, my male zebra jag, just something about his water bowl. He's like, it deserves to be flipped. And it's like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> like, that was fresh paper, you dick. So yeah. I ended up just giving him a smaller bowl because it was, I had a small one that was one of those heavy stoneware ones. Yeah. And that worked out well because he drinks and he doesn't flip it and all other crap. So that's what you got to do there. But um, the other thing is that she might be too hot. I mean, I, most of my guys, they really love the, I have the flat pieces of cork bark. When they were babies, they would just chill underneath the cork bark. And I would literally like flip it up, give them their mouse and then flip it down. <laughs> and like, and then that's mm -hmm. just what they would do. But it was also nice and moist and cool under there. So they weren't really in the water, but I also used to give them uh, live fish every once in a while in their water bowls. I still do that with the false water cobra, just because it's it's fun. It's probably <laughs> but, fun to watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it is is a kook, but um, especially because when you go to the the pet store, it'd be like, I'll take five of those little ones for the baby rhinos, and then what's the biggest feeders you got? And it's like, oh, these cool. I'll take four yeah. of those. <laughs> so, um, but. Uh, they would spend a little bit of time in their water too. But right now I think if my girl's in her water, cause they're, they're in that big cage. I have one of those, you know, those triangle looks like a rock kind of it's water. Bowl. Corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's theirs. Um, if she's in that water, uh, she's trying to cool down. She's getting close to laying is what I've noticed. She only yeah. really kind of chills in there when she's getting, getting close. Hmm. And that's actually where she laid the eggs last year. She, she, dug out underneath the water bowl and stuck them <laughs> underneath there and i'm like cool Thanks. thank you yeah. <laughs> it was fun to find yeah. yeah i mean my like they're they don't they're in a rack 
mm. in like 20 quart tubs. They're still smallish. I mean, they're not nearly adult size yet, but mm. um, they're definitely, once they get these BioGs from Black Box, they'll be upgraded into something that should be more permanent. But um, yeah, I mean, they don't have heat. So the room ambient is, what would you say, like what, 80-ish? Yeah. I don't see it being any think, warmer than like 83. I think, yeah. I think heat of the day with the Aki cage, you might get up towards 83, 84. But so, I mean, it's not really bad. not even, yeah, it's not anything ridiculous, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, but I will, I need to do that and switch. I'll switch her out to a smaller bowl actually mm -hmm. tonight or tomorrow. That's for whatever reason that never crossed my mind. But uh, my, I raised mine in 32s in one of those like uh, BOA file racks, the ones where the, or was it an AP? It was an AP rack where the, um, gross where they go this way yeah yeah so i got they were all in those um and it was just unplugged mm. by like the front door of my snake room like the coldest point of the room i could probably find and they did fine there so unless i could convince katie to let me like put them in displays in the uh if like you're running room or something if you're gonna shoot for any snake to be in a display with somebody that you need to convince a rhino is a good way to do it i feel like that's the only species i could really pull it off with i mean he loves yeah. this there so, you go. Yeah, Have a little three stack in there. Mm. Yeah. You I mean, can keep the trio together. Just um what I used to do is and I'll probably I'll do it this year too. I'll pull the mail, I'll feed everybody once or twice, and then the mail go back in. And it's like he hasn't been living with these same females for the past like year and a half. He's like, you know, <laughs> oh my god. And like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Good job. So um I'll do that. But other than that, it's just you just got to be vigilant um but now dude my boy was all over those girls every year he's you'll start seeing them where they'll go to they'll go chill together and then at one point the female will just keep trying to buck him off and i'm like okay good matings just started yeah so get off me you nerd yeah exactly it's leave me the fuck alone yeah yeah when are you nice. gonna get some monitors some ackies kimberly rose oh, no. no no i haven't been to the I haven't played with the, the you know the the toy monitors the um the midget monitors the the tiny <laughs> ones. Um, don't say don't say midget. You'll arouse Justin. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> I uh, damn. I've done, I've done monitors like a bunch of times. Um, like I've had Niles. I've had mangroves. I've had stuff. I, I've I've done all that stuff. I I'm not really keen on it. Um, I have seen Eric's Ackies and his Kims and stuff like that, and they're really cool. It's just I got a lot of going on right now when it comes to snake stuff and a tortoise. And oh, a yeah, squirrel somewhere in this house. <laughs> like, there's, oh my god, <laughs> there's so much shit here. Like, adding a monitor cage is like a bullet to the brain. So, <laughs> you know, some mammals have got to die here before I start starting to figure out if I want to start wrecking other parts of my house for other stuff. So, um, but maybe one day, but not right now, <laughs> not right now at all. I want my Ackies and I want some Kims, and then I'm drawing the line. Dude, his that's all I have space you, for. Nah, man, that's you're not it. you're not gonna draw the line. If I, I want, if if I did want to do dwarf monitors, it would be Kim's, because those are just really cool looking. They're like somebody shrunk down a bell face lace monitor and made it like this thin little snakely kind of. That's all tail. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're so cool. So, um, but 
Nah, um, I haven't. I haven't reached that point of the twilight of my herp career, which is what tends to happen with like what you know. What Ed's where Eric's at. He's got one foot in the retirement home. Like I mean, <laughs> soon he'll be that old guy that you don't ever get to contact unless you catch him at a reptile show. And he's like, "What? Green Sanzinia? I have forty-five. What are you talking about?" Like it's, so, yeah. I want Sanzinia so bad. Though. I really, you know, I just, I can't get into them. I don't Shut know why. up. Like, they're cool. Shut your I, stupid. I don't, maybe that's it. Have you seen them in person? I, no? I don't think I have. Because I, I had, I've, I've handled them. I had no love oh. for Sanzinia. And then I went to a, a Hamburg show. And I knew Matt was looking for him, Matt Minatola. And I that's walked by, I, I walked by a table. I'm like, um. I'm like, oh shit, Sanzinia. I'm like, oh shit, that price is nice. And I just texted Matt. I'm like, hey man, there's some Sanzinia here. And dude, Matt and I have never called each other on the phone. <laughs> and he called me. And I'm like, oh shit, this is serious. Like, <laughs> and he's like, whose table are that? I'm like, this guy's like, I know him, hangs up. I'm like, all right. And then he's like, calls me back. He's like, go over there. They're mine. Go get them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so oh, I go over there and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Matt's friend. I'm here to pick up the Sanzinia. And they're boxing them up, bagging them up. And as I'm turning and walking away, some guy's like, wait a minute. You sold them for this much? They were supposed to be that much each. And I'm like, run. Just run down run. the hall. Like, just go. <laughs> like, Just it was, the delivery guy. It's over. But um, after that, man, I'm holding them. And I'm like, all right, these are cool. And they were the. Um, the brown ones, or what do they call yeah, them? The reds, or whatever, whatever the hell. Um, red, they were awesome, like cool, cool little boas. Like, we're talking the closest you could get to a carpet python in a boa. Like, it was they were awesome. And then going over to Keith's place and seeing the greens that were just stunning, like, I they're gorgeous. Again, though, I have way too much shit going on here. I cannot add Senzinia. I have to mm. pair up like Mandarins, Angolans, Ring Pythons. There's way too much shit here. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I just, like I said, I don't know, man. It's just to me, it, there's like a dash of like Bolin eye to them where it's like everyone wants them and no one has them kind of thing. And it mm. kind of is like, yeah, just. That happens with a lot of like that that ebbs and flows though, which sucks because it's like nobody gives a shit about <laughs> Mexican black king snakes, and then it's like, yeah. where are the Mexican black king snakes? <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah, I mean, and that and that just kind of happens. Like right now, I'm sitting here with reverse trios of golds and black white lips because I can't find a black based white lip that isn't three grand, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna like that's not I can't do that right now, so. It, it 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 changes. I mean, I remember buying white lips at like two and four hundred bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, everything changed. Everything is cyclical. Eventually, people will get tired of Sanzinia and they'll be everywhere, and then they'll be nowhere, and then everyone will want them again. Them again. So, yeah. It's maybe it, to me, it's it, maybe it's just it's like the the Cuban cigar sort of aspect of like everyone wants them because there's this sort of like air of mystery around them and people think yeah some sort of special unicorn type tobacco and they're you know you smoke cubans and i mean they're definitely not bad at all like they're they're good cigars but mm -hmm. compared to what we have available to us regularly 
It's it's a they're rarity not, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's people want it because they can't have it, and that's exactly sort of maybe that's what turns me off to it a little bit. Is like the second how many people actually want them versus how many people want them because they're because they can't have because they're not supposed like because somebody told them somewhere you can't have this or this is rare. Yeah. The second uh, that become like, um, Dunai are not rare <laughs> on, on Weetar, but they're rare here. So. The second Dunai start getting produced in mass here, and they're not as rare as they are currently, no one's going to really care. To it's it's a, it's a fun looking Maclots python. So <laughs> oh, and that, you and that is how it will be. But it's going to take several years to get there, and then they'll get to the point where the only people that really kind of care are the ones who really like the species. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean that that's that that happens with everything. Fun looking Maclots. They are. Oh my god. I mean. Yeah, mine is. So, I think Billy was talking about them on the recent episode he did with y'all, and he was like, "They're they're fun looking macklots. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like they're smaller, just little beasts. They're between a macklots and a savu, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. My, I, I've had savus before. I've had terrible luck with savus. Um, but savus are psychotic. Like they'll do that rap. When they eat something where they use their entire body, not just like one or two <laughs> coils, like we're talking, they will go. And if the mouse's tail is out, they will keep going down the mouse's tail. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost like boa breeding at that point. Mm -hmm. It's they're all over it. And um, but again, I just had terrible luck with Savus. That was another one when in my younger days where I was working and I had mm -hmm. like disposable income that I I had wanted some and never jumped on them. And now good luck. Yeah. Good luck finding I mean, them. Gary Giovino yeah. is the only person I know that's even producing yeah. any. And Terry yeah. Burwell. But there are there it. are a select few. I was talking with Mike Curtin this week, and um he's like, Oh man, I'm picking up Savus tomorrow. I'm like, Where the f did you find them? And he's like, Oh, I have a buddy who called, and he's like, Hey man, I got some Savus, and I just grabbed them. And I'm like, You lucky son of a bitch. Like it was yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I remember Please when they were 300 help. bucks a piece on exactly. things. Exactly. Exactly. I think they're like eight hundred dollars now. Yeah, I believe it. Even that seems that actually seems reasonable. It does. Sure. Like, like right now, um, I, I'm waiting to. I, I don't know. I can't keep waiting any longer. But I got to get a male ring python and I got to get a male Angolan python. And I'm like, it's about a two grand right there each. Like, yeah, it's like um, yeah. like it's one thousand for each is what's going to end up happening. And I keep stutter stepping and not pulling the trigger. But then, like a rough scale python pops up, I'm like mine. Like, yeah. and it's just, <laughs> like and it's, I'm like, all right, uh, I see the problem here. <laughs> like it was so. Casey Cannon severely turned me off to the rings because that was another one that in my youth I really wanted, but they were that was before they were available really anywhere. The rings and, never really did it for me. I you know, know they're, they're I think Casey told cool. me how much they sucked, cool, but... and I was like, all right, yeah, maybe not. Mine, mine is actually pretty chill. Um, like I said, it's a fun colored white lip. It's there. I mean, she's, she's a little neurotic. A white lip and drag. Pretty much. I mean, it's just that she's a little neurotic. Um, she's growing like a weed. Um, I got it from Eric. Um, he does this stuff every once in a while where he gets these things and he's just like, it's really cool. And then like a couple months later, he's like, Hey man, do you want this? I'm like, oh, the, all right, yeah. the allure wears off. It does. Well, I mean, like, and and this was part of his whole thing where he's he was getting a bunch of different species, but mm -hmm. You know, I I've I had rings in the past, um, and I've definitely wanted rings again because they fit right into my wheelhouse. And she's a little hellfire, but I love her. She's great. 
yeah casey had fun. a few and he's like dude these things are these things suck he's like, yeah they're, <laughs> like, they're the worst snakes i've ever kept they're just they're he's like they're just they're bitey they don't chill out they're just like yeah they're pretty but that's that's about as far as it goes it's about they're on <laughs> they're on the second you open the door cage tub whatever it's like it's like light switch goes on and here they come so and you got to be ready for that. Like same mm -hmm. thing with white lips, you know, you can't just, you cannot open my male gold face with white lips cage and expect him to come out nice and calm and say, hello, he's coming with teeth and he's coming fast. And I've seen him like bite the side of his bin and get his jaw stuck oh. because he can't like do this or, or bite the, the, I think he got his head. We have a, he's in a cage with one of the supports in between mm -hmm. and he got his head stuck between the glass and the, nice thing and i had to pry him off of that so i mean that's just the way he is that's just the way white lips some white lips are so you need to know that going in otherwise this is not the snake for you so right. and do you have any ideas what the where the the disconnect is as far as breeding those <laughs> i mean i've been throwing jello at the wall with those guys um Doing a little bit more intense temperature variations. We talk with Lee. We have a we have an episode that's coming out. I think next week where we talk with Lisa because she bred her black face white lip last year. Um, so we talk with her. There was a couple more temperature variations. Um, I think the big problem I had before is I used to let mine get too big. Mm -hmm. um, they're not a giant snake. They can get that way if you feed them. But, dude, every proven male and female I've seen have been slim-bodied, not that big, maybe medium rats. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm kind of doing. And it's taken me a while to build it up because I've had to scrap the project and start from scratch anyway with little ones and raise them up. So um, it's getting there. And I'm thinking we're at the point where I think maybe not this year, but next year. But I do have my blacks together because I think my female was ovulating because she was getting pretty swolled up. And I put my male in there and they were kind of cuddling up together over there in the corner when I left them yesterday. Um, so we'll see. I'm not expecting anything. I'm hoping next year will be the big trip. Um, but I think with definitely them, it's going to be more of that letting them go and taking me out of the equation. So mm -hmm. they're going to be smaller animals in a six foot cage. So I can probably pair them up and leave them there for a while and have them kind of get used to each other that way. I might even try to do a little bit of cohabbing with them. I don't know. I think that's, I mean, I, and with the Jance and I, at least, you know, and talking to Matt most and, and Rob and picking their brain mm -hmm. pretty much constantly about them, you know, that's what I've done is I've just started cohabbing them. Um, Rob had mentioned, you know, offering UV, which I did. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've had them together for the last like what nine months at least mm -hmm. and i've i mean i don't know if the uv had any part in it um i think offer you know given the night drop turn off i when i go in my room at night i turn everything off yeah yeah it's my hatchling rack so it does get a decent drop uh so it's been pretty much that and then just straight up ignoring them yeah you know? and i think maybe that because they are a more high strung species and they really don't want anything to do with me ever and really packing out the cage full of foliage and stuff and tons of visual barriers and multiple hides. And, you know, maybe it's a combination of all those things that, mm -hmm. that I somehow managed to, you know, I was doing something right. Cause I got eggs from them. So they're clearly breeding. Uh, right. 
wonder if it's a similar situation with those where it's just it, like you got to put them together and just like ignore them except for feeding and that's it. I mean, I think it's really going to end up being that way with a lot of different species is removing the stressor from the situation, which has got to be mm-hmm. me. I mean, that just has to be it. And then making sure that they're set and ready to go and also making sure that they're, they're together. Cause the problem is, is that if you breed one type of Python for years, you're stuck in that kind of mentality of make everything like carpet Python. And that's yeah. not how that yeah. works. This so, is how snakes always yeah, breed. Snakes <laughs> always breed. Like, I mean, there have been, I, I, I can remember one, uh, one woman in Florida got like carpet eggs on Christmas day and everybody's like, that's not how carpet pythons breed. I'm like, clearly it happened. Like, yeah. it, it, yeah. somebody <laughs> tell them that. that. Like, yeah. so, um, and that's what happens. So, it, it, a lot of times I hear more and more about the people who get lucky with, with animals. It's the, well, I put the male in the female's cage because I was cleaning and then they were locked. It's <laughs> like, they can't be that random shot in the dark. So, but think about it where if they weren't cleaning on that day, they would have missed it. So half the time, I think I'm missing ovulations and stuff like that because it might not be as pronounced or I'm not looking for it at the right time because it's mm-hmm. nowhere near when carpets would be ovulating. So it's much easier to just remove me from the situation and let them figure it out for themselves. Yeah. You know, I if I get Timor eggs in October fucking fantastic i'm not gonna sit there and be like no these are wrong eggs and throw them (laughs) out like these weren't born in the right month like screw it so yeah yeah that's i mean that's the approach i took with chondros for that first clutch was i put the mail in i was like he's gonna know when she's good to go exactly they'll make it happen she'll let him make it happen there you you go it's all locks over the course of june to you know november and Mm -hmm. I also definitely think like I'll talk myself in and out of things all the damn time. So um, like earlier today I was talking with Melissa and I'm like, I, I'm going to pull the male blackface. Like I, like, I don't think she's, she's really ready. I don't think it's really, like, I think we're just going to pull him and try next year. And she's like, are they killing each other? And I'm like, no, she's like, then leave them alone. <laughs> like they just yeah. leave them be. I'm like, well, I think she's a little small. So she'll give us a small clutch or no clutch at all until somebody's in danger. Just let it go. See what happens. I'm like, all right, fine. I think I would definitely have gone downstairs and like meddled in something earlier today and could have shot myself in the foot. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it is a case of one of those species where they just do better cohab, you know, like Riley's yeah. experience with the mad hogs and like uh, dude, I do better with, with being with, you know, cohab or whatever and yeah. their trios and, you know, there that makes a difference apparently. You know, and I, the, I actually have Riley's kids. Mad Hogs. He sent them all to me, um, and I've been I kept my pair together, and they bred for me. So now I have a pair that's together in a trio, and then I have a female from the Riley's trio that I'm raising up. So I'll soon have trios, just two, just two sets of trios ready to roll. Um, but yeah, dude, they they do so much better together. They they have hides and lots of different yeah, hides and yeah. lots of different spaces, and I do separate for feeding, which is so much. It's so easy feeding mad hogs. You just pull them out, you put them in bins, and then you give them a dish of like a couple chicks, couple mice, couple fish. Put it in there, and then you walk away, and then they just come and eat all the food, and <laughs> then you give it a couple minutes, and then you put everybody back where they were supposed to be, and that's just it, and that's what you do. Um, but. 
they they do so much better cohabbing and it's mm-hmm. so much simpler. And I didn't know when she was gonna possibly lay eggs and stuff like that. I just watched and when the female shed, I just marked it down and she went into the bin and she spun around a couple times and made a divot. And then she was in and out of the bin a couple times, and then I found her in there with the eggs one day. So sometimes yeah. we just sometimes I think we get in our own way. So oh, I think removing so, yeah. us is is not is probably the best thing you can do sometimes. Yeah. You have <clears throat> you good? No. Hi. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. I gotta open the garage real quick so we can okay. it's getting a little you gotta do that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people's failures with snake breeding is trying too hard, Mm -hmm. you know, putting too much effort into it. It's like you you keep because that's the other thing is, you know, people, you know, if they can't get a species to breed, they'll try something different every Mm -hmm. year to get them to breed. And it's like that's not that's not how nature works. Like you have to, you know, just because something didn't work once, give it two three years yeah. of trying that let them cycle to it and then try something different if it's not you know right I mean? like and then the other problem is that you move them into new cages or you exactly. move them into a new house and it takes them that long to adjust like i'm moving white lips into new cages now and i'm pairing them together to see what happens but this is all to set up next year so right. next want them in the big cages and next year i think they're going to be big enough that i want them to go but i'm also introducing them to each other and i'm going to start pairing them up on and off on and off and then eventually get to the point of cohabbing just because i don't want it to be a shock to their system of who this other animal is so um and that definitely comes into it too and it's something you have to just come from a different approach of this the changes you have to make have to be small or gradual because if something crazy happens in nature ain't nothing having babies that year because nature's fucked up and they don't know if it's okay to have kids so you got to kind of get them to the point where they're comfortable and where they're relaxed we we had chuck pulling on he was talking about his halma harris scrubs and how it was that was the whole thing is set them up to the point where they feel comfortable and don't even approach breeding until you think that this thing is bulletproof and it's in its own separate setup habitat and that nothing is going to try to like really kind of freak it out because adding another animal into its territory is already going to send it reeling so you kind of got to baby steps yeah and that's why i really like your you know your your idea with the the not the shift you know the pvc connection between cages yeah like that to me is amazing because you know especially if you can you know drill holes in the Mm -hmm. in the caps to you know let a little smell through but like Mm -hmm. that is that to me is ideal because they each have their own spaces but when come breeding season you just pop that sucker open you or just leave it open all the time and then if you run into issues and separate them it up yeah it was um it was Shane we were talking to about his Halma Harris, where he always had the male kind of have access to the female's cage a little bit, but like right. a door would be shut. And he said he went in there one day and the male was like up against the glass near the female's cage, like just pressed up against it. Mm. And he's like, I guess I should probably start doing intros because if the male is like he knew looking yeah. for. Her, and that's what I did. I just opened the tube and then walked away. I didn't 
show the male how to use it or, you know, pull the male in and throw him in the female's cage. I just opened it up and he went and found her. Exactly. So, and then they were together for a while in this cage. And then, uh, she shifted back over or she shifted to another cage and he followed her. And then she shifted to another cage and he followed her. And then at one point they split up for a little bit and I'm like, Oh shit. I guess everything's done. And then, then they were, and then she followed over to him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know what's going on anymore or what's happening, but cool. So it's going to probably be one of those moments where, uh, come after breeding season, I may have to handle the male and get him into his cage to feed them separate. But then once everybody's done eating, I'm just going to reopen the bridge and let them at each other again, if they want to. But see, even that's different because it's not like he's going into a completely different enclosure to mm-hmm. feed. Like they're still going into the enclosure that he Same can fre- just, he can frequent whenever he wants it. But now I'm right. just forcing you to go in there so you can eat. Right. You know, or, and or also you- who's to say that they're going to immediately run back to each other after they eat. Exactly. They might chill in their own places, warm up for a little bit. And then she might go over to his cage. He, they might swap cages like it. It's weird. So yeah. that's why you guys just gotta let them do their thing, man. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta be a big part of it. I mean, zoos don't. Uh, zoos kind of do the thing where they'll they'll let the animals kind of interact with each other. Like they'll they'll shift the animals in and stuff like that. But it's usually a set habitat mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff, and they're not really kind of introducing the way that we introduce. They're not like opening a bin, dropping a mail, closing bin. Like okay. it's they kind of shifted in and out and this kind of other stuff because they like to have the less contact. So I'm thinking that way is just only going to help. Yeah. Listen, I still open drawers and drop a mail in. It's just not with team wars. Right. Like with corn snakes, (laughs) like, you know, it's with that stuff where that's how you breed corn snakes. You drop the mail in literally. So, yeah. What are you doing with corns? Snows. Snow. All I have, I, I've had, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I've had so many cart corns, and I fell behind so far, so fast with morphs that <laughs> I was breeding shit, and I'm like, I don't know what they are, and I was selling them, and then Joe uh, was like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just selling corn snakes. He's like, You're <laughs> selling them at like a horrific loss. I'm like, Really? What are they? And then he's like, They're this. I'm like, Are they? And I just whatever so i got to the point now where <laughs> it's i have a i have a snow male i have a snow female and then i have a uh, het snow female so only thing that comes out is snows and they're they're here they're hatched and they're wholesale <laughs> like and they're gone <laughs> like it was just like um if you want snows you have to get to me within like the first week or two after they hatch and i will pull some aside for you otherwise they're going in a bulk and they're out the door so Yep. Yeah, it is overwhelming. The just the, I had like sheer, yeah, possibilities and combinations and stuff. I can't do it, oh so I God. just I just went with one, and I can do really nice, <laughs> like good looking snows, according to Dennis McNamara. Um, <laughs> I, I, thank you, but I don't know. Um, I, uh, I just I like the I like that stuff. Those are the ones that kind of fell into my lap. I've had so many different corn morphs over the years, though. I just, 
found my lane and I'm sticking to it just like that's how I have so um, hard to do. Yeah. That's why uh, like I got I, I messaged messaged the Chris Payne chap and I was like, hey, it's like I don't know anything about corns, but I like gray snakes. So I want I want a morph corn project that's gray. Send it to me. And I told him just pick me out a pair. And he's like, what do you think of these? I said, those are gray and they're corn snakes. Sign me up. Told yeah it uh, was that's what we got. Morph and market then, is dangerous for that reason because I see so is. many stuff, so many morphs and stuff that I, I would love to have and play with. Yeah. Just in terms of like the pairings and stuff, but it's like I I would never have the space to be able to do everything. Yeah. I would like to try. The morph stuff just makes my brain hurt, man. That's why I like the wild types and I like line breeding stuff for mm -hmm. polygenic traits because that's easy. Like you just pick something and two snakes that you like and try to make it better. Not this morph stuff of like. 10, I am having to relearn all that combination. I just, you know, I, years of uh, not having to worry about it because I've never really dealt with any morphs aside from just you know simple recessive stuff. But now you're right, you're dealing with. I I just picked up a pair of like some like I have, so the lane with the corn snakes is the snows, and then I have um, lavender albino striped cow kings. And there you go. those are the Callies. Like all I breed them and I produce lavender albino striped Callies. Check. Nothing else comes out of those things. I got abandoned <laughs> once and I'm like, fuck you. Like fuck it was you. <laughs> fuck, you, fuck you. You are not supposed to be there. So um, but that's it. That's all I want. Cause then it's easy. I'll keep a couple to sell for myself. I'll wholesale out a couple other ones. The issue is that like I have the white sided black rat snakes. And I can't remember if they're head albino or not. <laughs> so they may be. Um, and I'm going to breed those this year and we'll find out. So, but that's really the Culibrid stuff is just, you know, stuff to sell at shows, stuff to wholesale. I got a couple pet stores here that I work with and I got a couple pet stores that I'll, I'll ship to. And that's just, that's just fuel for the food fire. That's mm -hmm. like, that's, that's, that's money to fill the freezer to feed other stuff. So, right. um, but we're getting to that point now with pine snakes. Like all I wanted was northerns because they'll breed and they'll all be northerns. And then I got someone, um, someone went to my local Petco and dropped off like an albino pine male. And I had a friend that worked there and she's like, hey, do you want this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. You're going to force my hand. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, there is something to be said for sort of the just the simple, you know, locality corns that that Jake has for me and the stuff mm -hmm. that I'm playing in a pair. It's like I don't have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. I can just continue to refine it and just make good looking Dude, that's, corns. That's why, like, I'm I've, I'm so happy with the colubrids I have right now. Like, I have a, I have like I've got the albino pines, the other pair. I've got the albino and the het uh, gophers. From Chris, I got a striped albino, and then a het or striped albino, easy. And mm -hmm. then I've got the anery corns, the white oaks. Well, that's not a morph. I know, but well, that's what I'm but, saying. As far as morphs go, yeah. that's mm -hmm. all I've got. But then everything else is just, just normal wild and type shit, and I love it. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's simple. I'm not no, nothing crazy. Like these, these are just so. gonna be snakes that's all they are but that, there's something to be said about like I, I bred the olive pythons and people are like i want an olive i'm like cool boy or girl 
Like, do I need to see pictures? Well, they all look the same. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, I, yeah. I mean, you can, but can I, I pick one? Why? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which one? They're all green. Like, it's, you know, there, there's all something, of... right. There's something we said about having an animal that produces something that you don't have to really kind of think about it when you're trying to sell it of like this pattern, this color, this could be cool. Now I do enjoy that aspect with other shit, but certain things like it doesn't matter. It, it, the weight of the animal itself is what you, you can go yeah. by. So that is what I like about the, the cyania is like, there's really nothing mm. like they're all going to end up looking green. Green yep. snake with a weird looking head. Yep. That's that's it. I don't have to hold any back or like, man, I should keep two of these and see what happens, you know, when I breed them later down the road. Mm -hmm. It's like, nope, they're gonna be green snakes. Keep a male, keep a female, Boom. sell the rest. Exactly. <laughs> At that whichever point, it, it's yeah, and that's the other good thing is because you can just pick whichever ones eat the best. Exactly. It's you know like which I mean? one of the best feeders? These are mine. <laughs> yep. Rest go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what it's about, man. The simple thing with that, even further with the cyanide, is I mean, none of them are. So mm. none of them eat good. <laughs> They're all pain in my ass. They all suck. All yeah, yeah. Those are the playing field is equal. Oh, those man. are the best kind of projects where you're like, <laughs> you're like the best thing about these things is nothing. I hate them. Fuck these things. Yeah. Like they're so <laughs> horrible. Why do I do this to myself? Why did I get another one? Like, yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, those are the best projects. You're pissed as you're spending so much money on them. You're it's one of those like, you, I hate you this. Buy I'm, buy, I'm buying another. Right. the hatchling rack off as you're walking out the room. Right. <laughs> fuck you guys, man. You buy it, you get in the car, and you're like, what the fuck did I just do to myself? Why, <laughs> Why did, did I, I do I this? Do <laughs> yeah, fuck you. It like snakes in a tub next to you. Yeah. Stupid you're but it's funny because the morph thing falls right into the same category of like species that require a little more attention to detail right. than the simple stuff. It's right. You know, it's the same thing, just different. It's it's how do you how do you want your pain? Do you <laughs> want it inflicted this way or do you want it inflicted this way? Pick. Now it's the dumb people who pick the hard to breed breed animals that also have morphs in them. Where it's oh like, yeah, yeah. I want an albino white lip. There's some Why? really sickos. <laughs> now you're then you're just. That's just suicide. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you Masochistic. want. Dude. Man, those people you may as well insane. end your reptile career. Like, <laughs> like I've told Eric a million times, like I fear hatching a morph in several of my projects. <laughs> I do not want to be known as the dude that hatched an albino Timor. What would I do with the fucking thing? Sell its ass immediately right out of the egg. Who wants this? Like, and you no. can put the highest price tag you want on it too, man. Get it gone, <laughs> man. I don't want that because heaven forbid I come downstairs and my rack went haywire and killed it. Now I'm the dude that killed the only <laughs> albino Timor python. Yes. Fuck you, no. Yes. Yeah. No, get this thing far away from me. Yeah. And no. albino in those would look pretty sweet, though. I'd imagine. It would look cool. I mean, dude, Team Wars themselves. I have four Digital right camo now. look. Yeah. Uh, dude, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> love them. So, severely underrated species, but then they're starting to get popular. And I'm like, you're going to end up in the wrong people's hands. And yep. it, it's, 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 a, it's a more agile, smaller, a little bit more pissed off, musky retic is what it is yeah. i mean and that's you gotta understand what you're coming to the table with this ain't gonna be a ball python so yeah Jeez. well the good news is when it comes to the bairds oh my there's god a, there's a, a 
pretty good chance you're probably not even really have to cool them that much. Dude, birds are just confused yellow rats. No, <laughs> no. I heard I heard no. that actually the one guy because I, no. I said I wanted to get the birds and he's like, What? I'm like the birds. He's like the gray rat snakes. I'm like, whatever you want to call them, sure. Damn so it. yeah. See, they're just confused yellow and gray rats. That's all they are. I barely cooled mine last year and I got eggs. So the I'm, jury's the jury's still out on if you actually have to cool them or not. I think you could literally just turn the heat off in your room or for them, like turn their heat off in the room. I know they're gonna go with take the, them off food and you, they'd still go. The so. sucky part for them is that they're collier bridge, small collier bridge. So they're gonna go through the whole collier bridge treatment, which is you go in the side room and you get unplugged, and then you, I will see you in three months. Like, well, that's it nice is, too. You piece of shit. Like, sweet. That's I did that with Bye. a lot of mine, a lot of my younger ones that I that are not even gonna breed this year. I put them down because I was like, that's less mouths I have to feed. Yeah, I mean, I've that's I've started doing them. that. I've started yeah. doing that with the. I have a couple animals that I'm raising up. But that I, I started doing it, and then I'm like, no, nah, I want them to eat so I can breed them sooner. So I just turned everybody back up, and I'm like, here's food. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I did that with um, I have a, a caramel jag head exanic. Then I'm like, I want to make caramel exanic jags, so I need you to get bigger. <laughs> like it was <laughs> so. Um, but now, dude, they were they fit right in with the stuff I got going on of wanting to produce things that you, you know i want to get to that point where like i told you with the corn snakes where i just there's a box and it goes like the yeah. babies are born <laughs> they're gone but i'd like to diversify and then also not sell all the corn snakes in one push and have like i have a um a display rack uh that i take to shows it's a deli cup display slanted kind of a thing and you can put all this stuff in. and i've always talked about having different species of collier bread that you can kind of bring to a show that could be in a nice little deli cup that you can have all these different species. So I want to kind of get to that point where I have a couple different things to mm -hmm. offer, especially because a lot of the shows in my area are a lot of, uh, you got one or two dealers. So you have, uh, Outback reptiles and all pro exotics. And those are the big tables. And then everybody else in between, it's got like, ball pythons or beardies or leos leopard geckos yeah and Heck and dude. then there's like one dude selling video games and it's like <laughs> and there's the guy who finishes basements and then there's me all the way at the end with these carpets that some i would say pe more people are getting turned on to the carpets but like i have a very big adult display and last show i brought my male olive python and I also brought the babies and then I left with no baby olive pythons. So hey, I would like, right. I would like to get to the point where I can kind of almost introduce these species that I know are kick-ass that people are just walking by because yeah. they're not, they don't see them. And like, dude, if I had sat up there with the baby olives, no one would have cared. Yeah. The fact that I brought their dad with me and he was chilling in this big cage under lights Making that iridescence pop. Exactly. Yeah. And getting drawing people's attention. And we had a ton of questions of what it is, how is it, what's this? And a couple of people that were interested in olive pythons, but had never taken the plunge and all that other stuff. So, uh, and that's, I say, when you do shows, you got to bring an adult because yeah. that's the best way to sell babies. Bring well, it Especially with Billy, Billy says the same thing. Yeah. Oh, always, yeah. He always oh, yeah. brings a couple of adults to Daytona. It's so mm -hmm. much easier to sell babies with an adult there. Yeah. I brought a I brought a female bread lies to uh to Tinley the one year, sold all her babies because it was just 
people want what you have, but when you tell them you can't buy their adult animal, they'll settle for its offspring. <laughs> like it is <laughs> the next best thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'd like to do that where I could bring a bunch of different colibrids and a bunch of different animals that people don't see. I mean, I, I got a water python once and I was vending that show. So I just stuck it in one of my displays and I put like sold or something on it. And um, people were walking by and somebody asked me what kind of ball python that was. Oh my God. And it's like, that's ah, like that caused me physical pain. Like <laughs> but that's, they, they don't know because they're only introduced to yeah. one little sliver of the reptile community. So yeah. Which is crazy to me. Like, how can you be in the, in like the hobby, even if it's only in ball pythons and not mm. notice other stuff and go, you know, that's actually really cool. I need to look into that more because that's unfortunately, that's how people start. So you don't know where that person was in their little journey. Um, you start with what you wanted to get into or what got you into it. And then that's your, that's your world. And then eventually at one point you start stepping outside of it and exploring different species. And some people even step outside and abandon their first thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. dude comes in for beard. He steps off into Amazon tree boas and is gone with Amazon tree boas for the rest of his life. But you know, there, there's some people have to gradually kind of realize what's out there and also to not be afraid of certain things. Like I said before, when I first got in, I thought Mandarin rat snakes, if you touch it, it exploded. Like it was <laughs> just turns to dust, just dust, like dead. It's like, and that is not true, but that's something that I had to become more comfortable with my own keeping and my own way of seeing animals and also learning from people like Rob Stone and stuff like that, that it's really not as difficult. And yeah. if I could go back in time, I'd have nothing but Asian colubrids and diamonds. Yeah. I think it's, it's just that pervasive old, old information of when they were first kept, you know, because yep. the same with chondros, people still think chondros are somehow a difficult snake. And it's like, yeah, they were, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. It's like, they're, Really, some of the easiest snakes to keep as long as you get healthy animals and they're, you know, there's no issues. But right, same and with mandarins and bamboo rats, and it's like they mm -hmm. die really well. It's like, well, they really they did when we were figuring them out, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like now we're over that hurdle, and it's like they're actually really simple. You mean when they were like thin as shit and we pulled them yeah. from the bush and <laughs> they were shipped over in a small box, and we were like, oh crap, here it is. Let's try to feed it spotlight bulb on it at 90 degrees they kept yeah. dying it's so weird <laughs> like it yeah because we eventually figured that shit out that all that was bad for them and now we're not dealing with wild cause mm -hmm. this is like a captive born and bred animal like come on you have a better shot at doing a lot of these things so i mean i would never have ventured into false water cobra I would never have ventured into mad hog if I didn't have people who told me about how cool they were, like mm -hmm. I, I talked to Riley and then I went to a Tinley and that's where I got my two mad hog babies. Like they were just there and I'm like, screw it. I have to do this. So, and then uh, talking with uh, talking about false water Cobra and on the show and, and Loafman was like, Hey, um, I'm sending you these cause you yeah. need them. And I'm <laughs> he's, like, I, he's bad like that. He's a he's dude. He is terrible. So it's, it's the chondro thinking where like the first taste is free. Here's your <laughs> baby. Like that's what? The and, then, and then your first hits like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So he sent me those first false water cobra. Is on the house. Exactly. He, you know, it, it so I got the I got the um 
false water cobra, I mean, they're just a freaking, they're a hoot, man. I mean, they're. I've never met someone that kept those and said, I hated it. I Well, thank you. Everyone like, I've talked no to ever said that. says they're awesome. I mean, and me dude, and Jake you, were talking about them the other a... day, and I just don't have, we don't have, I don't have the space for it. Nah, like, I'd man. like them. I, I, I really thought about, I seriously thought about hitting up Loafman and being like, yo, let me get some. And then that, he told me they're going to be six foot in like a year and a half. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah never mind. Cool. Like, I can't. It's one thing if they're like six foot in like two years, you know, I'd compensate, but like year, no. Nah. No, I can't. Not yeah, I am. I am not <laughs> growing mine that quickly, but they are growing despite me. Like, um, yeah, that's what he so said. You have he a said it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like, grow. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeding them pretty slow, pretty minimal, and they keep growing. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like so, the lawn stars in Space Jam, but for but snakes. <laughs> well, I told, I was telling Melissa, and I'm like, well, that's going to need a six foot cage, and that's going to need a six foot cage, and that's going to need six foot cage. She goes, where are you going to put this? I'm like, we have to move. Luckily, none of these things, none of these things will be big enough by the time we need to move. She's like, we're moving in the next like five months. I'm like, I'm figuring it out. It'll shut, be fine. Shut up, woman. Shut up, woman. Don't, don't bring logic into this. Like, yeah. So it's yeah. No. The market's hot right now, though. Yes, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is we're friendly friends over at Black Box can help you out, buddy. Hey. Yeah, the bad thing is, is that when your 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 college roommate builds cages, you got well, you got a then, guy to go to. Yeah, and that's you know. Yeah. So well, yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about what he's been doing too. Oh yeah, yeah. I he's the one who built the uh, eights, and then I got the eights, and I'm like, hey, dude, uh, you want to come and like redo like just <laughs> everything? Swap, swap out all this, all the because like, I built all those wood six footers. So I'm like, you want to get these the fuck out of here and like nah. replace those? And we he's can like, have a ceremonial ceremonial burning. He's like, you were so proud of those. I'm like, yeah, not anymore. Can you yeah, get them the fuck I was. out of here? Like, I was proud of those. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, and also I'm like, also and fuck you for not starting your cage business like before I built this shit. Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I watch. Like, I had to do this because where were you? So, um uh no so i'm gonna swap those out but it's go. yeah dude i i definitely am a cage guy and i totally dig it and i i love the eight footers right now my retic is happy as a clam uh which is terrible because now she's gonna grow some more which i'm screwed yeah. so wait yeah. were the wood ones the the ones that it, that retic busted the yeah, the bust yeah. the fucking glass. Yeah, yeah. that was a bad. <laughs> that was a bad time. <laughs> that was a bad time. <laughs> a, I did not enjoy that animal. That animal sucked. <laughs> Cracks me up that it just like flexed and just. It was a right um. Out. It was a pied uh retic, and it it. Oh well, that's it. why. I know. Well, that it, it was, was a pie. dick before, and then it learned it could break the glass, and then it was a dick, and then there were, you know obstacles like it was, and it was the dick covered in shards, shards. <laughs> like i can't run and get him there's glass everywhere <laughs> so, like, like a contraption yeah. from saw yeah it was so oh my God. but i remember because um i think it was actually australia uh we came back and i went downstairs and um <laughs> there was glass all over the place and i come upstairs and i'm like hey dad uh what the fuck happened downstairs? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you didn't hear anything happen? A snake's missing in this glass everywhere. And uh, he's like, no. And then I come downstairs and the, 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 the retic is tucked up behind a wine rack 
right in the back and i'm like well fuck you sir because then you grab him because you don't want him to escape but then you realize you can't just throw him back in his cage because there's no door so (laughs) you have to like grab this pissed off pie and i threw it in a bin and stuff like that but i got rid of those retics they were just nasty horrible things and then what was the initial draw to those to i like the pie i I do pied retics are cool looking and it was one of those things where like the same thing uh the bairds a buddy of mine was like hey i got these two pie i got these two retics i was thinking about like flipping them i'm like oh yeah they look cool he's like you have a retic right i'm like yeah i got a girl tiger platinum platinum something or other from matt and i'm like yeah i got her he's like do you want to breed them i'm like no not really i don't really want more retics in the world but you know <laughs> and then i'm like yeah but you know what a pie project would be kind of cool i'll kick that around for a little bit and then like they were enjoyable for maybe like two months and then they were like flying at me teeth and all this stuff i'm like all right this is handful more more trouble than it's worth and then they started breaking the glass and i'm like fuck these animals so it was yeah i got rid of those i've heard horrible things about pieds oh he was everybody says pied retakes are just horrendous yeah like the female was a het and she was a little flighty because i had had a at a male pie at a pied male and then i had a het female and then i had the, the platinum tiger from uh matt so i had three retics at one point but the het female was still a little flighty too the male was just a dick but he was one of those low expression pieds so it almost looks like he was like half and half like colored on top white on the bottom right and it kind of bled up a little bit so he looked cool but nah man it was just not worth it brian cox had that smaller uh it was like a Maybe a 50-50 between the super dwarf and the mainland stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't a big one at all. Like it was still, it was still, you know, probably the size of not even as big as a female brettles, but yeah. I was very tempted to get that from him at one point and I just decided not to. But even the normals, man, they are like they are gorgeous snakes. Like without yeah. a doubt. You know, they're they doesn't matter what color they are, they're all they're all pretty. Yeah. Just one of those things where it's like, you know, I want to, I just I didn't think I could give it the space that I thought it would deserve you know if that makes any sense like i didn't want to just throw it in a you know something small yeah you know i, I wanted would... to give it more space than it probably would have needed or would have been the bare minimum you know and right. i just i couldn't i didn't want to allot the space to it i could you know i would probably it. not have any retics right now but um melissa absolutely loves the retic that i have from matt and i have been forbidden to sell it like I, there have been several times where I'm like, you know what? I think Ripley's gonna go, and she's like, "Don't you dare!" And I'm like, "Well, shit." Like, yeah, like, yeah, dude. If the wife, if the wife likes him, then yeah, I mean, you can't yeah, I'm really. Dumb. Post. Yeah, that's one of those animals that I'm gonna end up losing, where it's like that's <laughs> no longer mine. Like it's yeah. So yeah. It belong it belongs to the cause. But it's she like I mean I love that retic because it's like I can go. And get like whole like chickens for like Cornish mm-hmm. hens from the store. <laughs> feed it rabbit. Feed it like it's my uh, my sister was raising chickens and one of her dogs ended up like killing one. She brought it over, fed it to the retic. Like it was just <laughs> whatever it is. What AC Cannon does with his blue tongues. He's like on today's episode of Will the Blue Will tongue the Blue eat Tongue this? eat it? Yeah. yeah. The answer is always yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Spark yeah. plugs. It ate them. Like yeah, yeah. it's. <laughs> got a license plate in it and yeah they're like tiger sharks but so small 
<laughs> I yeah. still, man, I don't. You do like uh, chicken hearts or yeah, uh, change chick- it up. Chicken hearts are good. I've been doing a lot of the chicken wings for the carpets. So like, I dude, medium rats are expensive as shit. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so. I'm all of... about the alternative feeders that you can go to the grocery store and get. Exactly. Just a supplement, not even to feed like exclusively now, but no. like, hey, you're getting low on rats, or hey, you're waiting on rats to come in, or right. anything like that. It's like just to prolong a shipment, you know, right. order. Right. Perfect so it's that. every other feed now. So they get a rodent, then they get a chicken something, whether it's a drumstick that if you cut the the drumstick of the meat and it kind of folds over the bone itself, so it's kind of just like a tube of chicken yeah my carpets can eat it if you leave it just the drumstick drumstick my big ones can get it down but the other ones can't so you just slice it up with like a, a knife or something like that so just easiest way to do that or it's a full like a chicken wing we're talking like full elbow yeah chicken wing like a big one they can eat those easy um turkey necks uh and this is all just like st- stuff that you get at any. I've fed, I fed the carpets, Kribo, Blue, Beauties. Um, dude, uh, what is it? I talked, uh, Curtin went and got me a full shipment of like trout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. my Kribos will eat that. There's a lot of blood in trout, did not know that. Um, <laughs> It's gruesome, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty gross. You laugh, it's but it's not funny. Um, it was not funny. <laughs> it was not good. Tilapia, not the fillets, not the whole yeah, fucker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Small fish, like I'll do silver side fish. I've had scallops and stuff. I fed to some things. Um, anything kind of like bite sized small fish stuff like that. My Kribo, false water cobra, Chinese king rats, blue beauties. Any colibri just eat the hell out of it. You tried had, tilapia with the rhinos? Uh, no. Well, I I sent with tilapia. Okay. The rhinos. Um, Does that work pretty well though with the babies? Yeah, I mean, I'll thaw out. What I do is they we get the 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 silvers, like the little silver. I forget what the mm-hmm. fucking fish they are. The little blue, silver and blue kind of fish with the heads cut off. Um, that you get at the store. They're like head cut off and they're gutted, and I can get them in a big bag in my freezer section, just all loose or whatever. Um, I'll put them in a big cup to thaw out and I'll put the pinkies for the baby rhinos in there and I'll feed the baby rhinos and then I'll take those fish and I'll distribute them in the bowls for the mad hogs and the mm-hmm. blue beauties and the king rats and the false water cobra. Like there's no waste. No. Yeah. And the top of my freezer is just nothing but bowls. And you just fill the bowls and then you just drop them off in the various cages of all the <laughs> colubrids and stuff like that. But I got um, all my corn snakes, king snakes. Uh, they'll eat uh, fish like tilapia chunks and stuff like that. Um, my one uh, black rat snake was a, like hooked on chicken. So I would feed it like chicks. But then, like a chicken, like wing, like a party yeah. wing is what they call them. It would eat that. I've fed a ton of those things too. And people are like, oh, but if they eat like weird stuff, it smells. I'm like, yeah, but then you clean the shit and it's gone. Right. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. Holy crap. So, um, but no, nah, dude, it, it's been fantastic on the wallet because I don't have to burn like six, seven hundred dollars worth of rodents. Um, yeah. It also has been helpful for them because i feel like now when it's food time their front cage center 
and everybody just eats and I just blow through everybody's cage. And uh, I've definitely seen them move around a lot more. The females don't lose a shit ton of weight now when they breed. Mm -hmm. There's a like they really kind of retain it quickly. So um, and it's just I think it's all around better for them. So, yeah. I knew, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about like little, you know, the little wings that you get for, you know, hot wings or whatever. It Dude, just you, seems, I think the, the, it seems so like uh, what's what's the word? Like um, the bears and corns, those would I think would go crazy on those. Yeah, oh, yeah I've been here thinking about feeding a chicken wing or a drumstick to that big yellow rat I got from Billy, man. Like, Dude, uh, they'll, they'll that'd, that'd be perfect. They will go for it. I mean, I um, there's there's like when you get the big bulk wings that like costco or whatever the hell it is you get the one that looks like a drumstick and then you get the other one that's like the elbow or something yeah, like that right like, that is like perfect yeah. for a call like a small collier bread they just eat the whole thing mm-hmm. the yeah. drumstick's a little bit big in the one end but dude like just shaves them off of it and be yeah i mean dude i've i have a cutting board now down in my snake room that's just cutting <laughs> that stuff and then you just take the little bits of meat and you drop it in somebody else's stuff and i mean i it's weird when you come back downstairs and you look in there and there's your king rat and it's got like a fish and a wing <laughs> like and a tail in its mouth because they will just scoop their like them and the blue beauty dudes just scoop oh, their man. whole face ah. and just grab it all and just shove it all in their mouths. So yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. I'm gonna have to do that more. Yeah, I need to make a, a run to Walmart. I'm gonna try that. Uh, Dude, and the, the other thing, the best thing is frog legs. See, I was that that's the other thing I was we thinking can't of. Get them here, man. I uh, have dude, an Asian grocery store, but they're never open. They're never I, my the, I the, saw them at the light this morning. Their van with their number and stuff was there. Mm-hmm. And I almost wanted to get out of the car and be like, when are you open? Because every right. time I go by your shop, it's locked. It like, is a mob front, okay? Front. Just ex- exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what it is. But my store has these dinky little frog legs. I ordered them online. I'm talking like bullfrog legs, like you cut that in half to where there's one like Amazon leg. or something. Oh yeah. I just went online and ordered bulk frozen frog legs, like food grade frog legs. So yeah. Um, Pulls out you, his phone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta catch a glimpse <laughs> you, of this warlock. You cut it down the middle. Cause it comes like, it's basically like somebody cut the top end of the frog off and skinned it. So you cut it right down the middle. So you got like a drumstick each snakes go crazy for that. And then when my falsies were small, I used to cut kind of like the ankle, like uh, thigh part or uh, yeah, the um, the calf part of the frog leg off. And they would eat that when they were small, along with all the other small things, too. They go nuts for frog legs. If I had a store around me that just constantly had frog legs, we do all our food shopping there because I would just be there grabbing it up. So Jeez. there's alternate food sources for all this kind of shit all over the place. I'm sure that, it's something man. that people have been doing for a long time, but it only seems like within the last couple of years that it's really started. To oh yeah. More popular. Well, I think it was, there was a stigma to it. Like that's you, what I mean. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at. Like there was a stigma to going to Walmart and buying stuff that humans eat like, right. you know, like just like chicken package, chicken, like there's such, it's so there's such and feeding it to, to your, it. feeding it to your snake. Like, yeah, what? yes, I fed a whole chicken to my snake, a whole chicken. I didn't microwave dinosaur shaped chicken, chicken nuggets and feed it to my corn. Like, no, it was, <laughs> yeah, a, not a chicken. Cuisine. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, and I mean, I was doing that when I had the the mangroves. I would go get them a whole Cornish hen, and I would put it in their cage, 
because then you could watch them do the whole Jurassic Park thing where they kind of like ascend on it and like rip <laughs> chunks out of it and then run Dude. off back to their cages and stuff oh like that. God. And that's how I got eggs is because I would do a big feeding of a couple of hens right before they went down for like I started dropping temps and stuff like that. So they had a big couple meals and then I dropped the temps and then I warmed them back up and they bred like crazy. So, but it, it's, it's something that I think we can definitely do and definitely look at as a way to feed the snake. And like, like Schmitty said, it's not every time I'm feeding them this, it's something to supplement and also to, I don't know, keep it interesting. So, well, for me, yeah. like right now, our issue is, is like, cause we're breeding mice. Like mm. right now we're having to raise up some groups. So we have more to breed to supply what we need. So if I take right. away any right now, I'm taking away from our core group. Right. We all, we also lost a handful not that long ago. Right. Um, so like in times like this, where it's like, I have animals I just brought out of cooling that I need to feed, but now I have to go to PetSmart and spend $40 on 12 frozen mice. And it really, really hurts. Um, no, I dude. think, you know, it's like frog legs, chicken stuff, quail eggs. I've done with some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone seems to care for those. Um, but like having access to that kind of stuff for situations like that, it's perfect. Cause it's like, that's, I need oh, yeah. something in them so I can get them ready before I start pairing them. It's like, mm -hmm. I have to feed them first. And, uh, I'm looking like Walmart has frog legs and they sell them frozen, but I thought they were already fried, but they're not. So nope. that Dude, makes life easier too. This is yeah. why, like, I'm actually like partially considering like when I have property and stuff, like I want to get chickens because I, I had a buddy, a buddy of mine that I work with has chickens and uh, he was like yeah dude i have this one chicken that's dropping like weirdly small eggs and i was like yo can i get like two yeah. <laughs> and he's Just like get... he's like why do you want the small ones i'm like for the snakes he's like brute yeah let me get yeah. two of them he brought me two i dropped them in a bucket or not in a little tub for my yellow rat he looked at him kind of funny and i walked out they were gone the next day i would um if, well, I've already told to Melissa that I want to get like button quail yeah, because a, a, about that too. A, a friend of mine does it and I had some picky carpets and he brought over like hours old hatched button quail babies. Tiny. Motherfuckers are the size of a carpenter bee. And what? Yeah, yep, dude, I told you. That. You, you drop them into a cage with a baby carpet that's not eating. Gone. Five seconds. No way. Oh yeah. I didn't know they were that small. Baby like the size of a carpenter bee. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. See, so comparable to like a fuzzy or something like that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No way. Yeah. Oh. So I got I got I had three carpets this year that were not feeding. He came over, I dropped him in eight, and then I had one mad hog that wasn't eating, dropped it in eight. Damn. So like that's like that's the golden gun. That's like that, that's the that's the golden bullet. Like I have now exhausted all my tricks and things now the live baby button quail goes yeah. in like and that's it so yes man we really do need to go on this man. i'd still feel kind of bad though i don't nah, i don't care i'd be like screw it. i've lost my soul it's gone I'm going to have <laughs> I, have no soul. Like, I have no soul i've sold my soul to snakes but <laughs> what what the whole thing is is that i would much rather move heaven and earth and find something that this animal will eat on its own then attempt to shove something down its throat. Same. So Same. I'm right I there with you. Don't care. I I got last year. Um, I got my one carpet, three carpets that were not eating on live minnows because I had a bunch of minnows because I was trying to get the baby rhinos to eat. And 
Never thought a carpet would get started on minnows, but they did. No way. Sped of minnows, like just, just, I think it was at one point, it was a live minnow in the water bowl. Then after that, it was a dead minnow on a tongs. Then it was a fuzzy with a minnow kind of draped over it. Then it was a scented fuzzy. And then I have the one female that's still left from those. She's pounded down adult former breeding mice. No problem now. Dang. So there you go. Dude, I'll do whatever. Just tell me what you want. I'll do it. Yeah, like, tell I'll me get what it. you want. <laughs> tell me what you want. I'll get it. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, I, I usually do like one bulk order from Roden Pro a year where the box is filled with nothing but birds. We're talking like quail all the way up to like chicken, <laughs> like the whole thing. And uh, yeah. just because I need it. I mean, like, and also, dude, like I'll I'll burn through a bag full of like peeping like chicks so quickly luckily i live near lancaster pennsylvania so i can get chicks all day every day because nobody wants males so my rodent yeah. guy just gets them gasses <laughs> them and then sells them off so uh but that's usually part of the diet with the with the asian collier birds it's like a rodent some fish some chicken and then like three or four chicks and that's in their bowl and that's what they get every week so we need to get a yeah. shopping list together. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. now that I realize, like I said, I thought those, uh, those frogs were, were, were fried. Road, yeah. Yeah. They're, no, they're $21 for two pounds, but still not horrible. Boy, still me, cheaper than $20. Like said, let, me, let me know when you get some, I, I would. I and would you get the full that. pelvis. So cut it down the middle. Right. And you got two little frog drumsticks. So yeah, that's two snakes fed. Yeah. Nice. I need to do something because I got an Everg Everglades baby that's holding out on me. I got my buddy sent them to me with no meals and I'm just out the egg like, here you go. You're getting a box. So I'm throwing these in. I said, okay. If you one, can... one of them went just fine, but I've got one that's been holding out too long. Tails, man. Tails. Yeah, I, I've been but... waiting for I've been waiting for it to warm up so I can go snatch a gecko off the <laughs> off the boat off building the, at work. Yeah, but now I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, man, if I get some chicken, I wonder if I just like rub chicken all yeah. over it that or would... try a live minnow in the water bowl see if it takes that get a can of tuna and dip it in the juice do that or what you can do is uh, when schmitty gets the frog legs cut the calf off of one of the legs and feed that like trunk yeah like, that's what yeah. i was thinking too or just They'll like a small slice of yep. like chicken or fish or something yeah know? or you can even thaw out a pinky with the frog legs and just throw that at it i have the scent stuff from uh Reptilinks, that's good. I, I like it. Um, but I found that I can get the same kind of result. Like I have one hog nose, uh, one mad hog that was started on geckos, mm -hmm. and I just thaw out. Um, I used to just started thawing out the fuzzies with a frozen gecko, and then mm -hmm. once the fuzzy was thawed, I took the gecko, put it back in the bag, checked it back in the freezer. Yep. So we have, we have Mediterranean house geckos here, and they're on the yeah. building that I work at, that the shop's at. And so me and him last year went and caught a handful of them. I was going to try and start breeding them and producing my own, but that didn't work out. You don't still no. have that frozen one, do you? Uh, I might. I can look. If you do, but I just kept one frozen, and I would use that to send yeah. the, the cyania babies. If you do, yeah. let me let me get it this week. <laughs> I could we could check when we're done. Cool. I don't remember what I did with it. 
it's in there somewhere. It's always that yeah. deep part of the freezer where you're like, what the fuck is this? I have been <laughs> yeah. allotted space in the freezer for my mice and stuff, and they're in an opaque bag because my wife said I don't want to see their faces when I open the freezer. And I was like, fair enough. So it's what you got to get yeah. yourself your own deep freezer where you can. That's yeah, why, yeah, man. I can't. I, dude, I, I could, I don't, I couldn't use a regular freezer, man. I always buy bulk frozen stuff and like mm -hmm. I wouldn't, it wouldn't fit in a normal freezer. <laughs> So that's why I have a separate chest freezer. I keep everything. Yeah, I, I have a small chest freezer. My my one of my best friends, they, they just got um he's not a snake guy, but they just got a chest freezer that like I could lay down in. It's that big. Nice. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I want this freezer. How much for it? And he's like, dude, no, I, like I just got it. Like the kids' stuff are in there. I'm like, you don't like your three children don't need this freezer. I need this <laughs> freezer. Okay. Like, give me this freezer. I'll trade you. Yeah. He's like, I'll trade you my freezer for yours because yours is like, what the fuck is wrong? Where are you going to put this in your house? I will figure out a way. Give me the freezer. Like, yeah. So nice. that's the next thing, man. New house, big ass chest freezer. I can just yeah, fill big it up. Old chest freezer, big old baby. chest freezer. Just fill it up full of things. Yeah. Dead stuff. It's gonna be oh, great. dude. Um, what is it? Uh, my one friend, uh, she breeds the Flemish giant rabbits. And yeah. They had two that um, didn't make it. And she's like, you can feed them uretic. And I got them. And I'm like, no, I can't. Small, small. <laughs> no, I can't. No, These I cannot. <laughs> so I, I actually yeah, broke them down. Of a, of a Jack Russell. Oh, yeah. So I actually broke them down and fed bits of them. Like, oh, God. Parts of them to the retic, but parts to like the, the Kribo and stuff like that. I mean. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, nothing goes waste over here. Yeah, dude. See, that's that's one. I don't know if I could chop up a rabbit, bro. That just sounds messy. I'll chop I mean, up. I've chopped dead. up. I chop <laughs> up binkies for. Um, I will say that for my um, water snakes and stuff. She, but. when it came to me, it had already been majority processed. Like it oh, had okay, because you. they had also wanted the fur because that's one of the reasons that they breed them and stuff like that. Oh, so okay. it was just a husk. <laughs> like oh, it was okay. Well, that makes not more a, sense. It was not a fuzzy happy bunny. It was. <laughs> Okay, it was a skinned bunny. <laughs> like yeah, it was this yeah. looked like a small hairless cat. Yeah, so it was a know. skinned and gutted bunny. So yeah, but okay. it was still well, that huge. Makes, but, yeah, that makes that makes sense. That makes yeah. much more sense. Cool, man. Well, we're almost at the two hour mark now. What's the name of your podcast one? again? Yeah, what I don't that? know. It's something. <laughs> it's some bullshit that comes on at some time. Chondro Python Radio. It's something. Something. Python, you know. Right? Owen and the short guy. I don't remember the whole thing. It's it's uh Morelia Python Radio. Yep. NPR. What the hell? I think it's their eleventh season at this point or twelfth. I can't remember. They Does all it even blur matter? together. It's I think it was like our four hundredth and fifty something episode this past week. It's insanity. It so crazy. yep. Well, congrats, man. Thanks for yeah, sticking yep. with it and riding the wave this took too long to make yeah that. yeah yeah well you know don't pick days when i do other recordings so, <laughs> you've been to my needs damn it so we try <laughs> we try to make it as easy for people as possible yeah yeah so but yeah no, we dude. definitely appreciate you coming on man this was great long overdue for sure yeah man it's been fun you're an inspiration yeah, that's not true at all <laughs> but <laughs> it's <laughs> But no, nah, dude, guys, it was fun. Uh, definitely a good time. And uh, 
I promise it won't be so long of a gap. It won't be another 150 episodes before I can come back. Yeah, so yeah, for sure not. For sure not. We need to do one with you and Eric. Those yeah. are the best ones because <laughs> then it's just you can just hit record and leave. We'll just take over. <laughs> like, it'll just, oh, okay. It'll just be an NPR episode. Like I mean, it <laughs> just like won't. we don't even need you. We don't guys. need to be here. Yeah, it's fine. I actually thought about that the other day. Is like we should totally have it to where Eric and Owen do a THP episode, but they oh, introduce yeah. themselves as like the THP. Goes. I don't. I don't know. And that then we'll do possible. it as the NPR. Yeah, I mean. I, I have seen those kind of swap people. things like, yeah, where I think it was like so a bunch of podcasts on one network. They did switching in this, that and the other thing. So, uh, I mean, you'd have to run that by the boss, man. I don't make any decisions. I just show up and recap the talent. Yeah, uh, we I would mean, ruin their podcast. Get out of here. Please. I haven't ruined it in 11 years. It cannot be ruined. <laughs> so, it's it cannot be ruined. It's, it's already there. I've it would have been it. ruined by now. I've <laughs> tried to murder it several times. It won't die. <laughs> like, I wanted out of this podcast four years ago. Like five episodes and I'd be done and it just keeps fucking going. <laughs> like, yeah. like herpes. Try only yep. one. It's not going anywhere. Never going away. Yep. All right, man. All right, man. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, guys. It. We'll catch Thank you around. Man. All right. Later. Later. This was episode 150 brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. And if you're on TikTok, they're on there too. Um, and Steve Snake Schwerin is Venom Hot Sauce. Check it out. Do it. Cottonmouth Sauce is where it's at. All I still it. need to message Steve and get my hands on some of the anti-venom sauce. Yeah. Send me a I have yet to take him up on that. You need to get a bottle. Um, yeah. So Jeff and Gendra, they tried that one on their on their video. Oh, they did. Paid, I think that was the hottest one out of all because that they started they started coughing a little bit. You could tell they were feeling it. So the big the the biggest secret is don't inhale. <clears throat> yeah, they do not do not breathe in while you while you eat the hot sauce. It's a mistake. Uh, we will be back for Snakes and Stogies 108 Monday night at 9, and then you won't see us for THP next week because we're doing a ChondroCast episode. Yep. That's right. And then you get our one-on-one. Hopefully it won't be as yep. trash as the last one. And then after that, we have, I believe, Corey Martin lined up. So, yep. And then after that... Hopefully Kai... Hopefully, I haven't had Kai on since the early days. Wasn't he our first guest? No, I think Riley was our first guest. Kai, oh, was like, you're right. I think maybe the third. He was he was up there, but yeah, you're right. Riley was our first guest. Um, yeah. So yeah, Contracast is happening. It's going to be myself, Thomas Budway, James Opdal, Andy Middleton, and Jay Condro. Sounds like so. a big old circle jerk, man. It. Yep. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, grab it, the zipper it, of the yeah. guy to your left and pull it down. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that'll be good. good so, yeah. like I said, I told you guys I was going to try and make ConjureCast happen more often. So, I'm doing that. Told you guys I'd be adding more content to the YouTube channel outside of these. We're doing that. I got some more five questions with lined up. I, those are actually really fun. Those are yeah. those are really enjoyable, very quick, very easy to do and, and edit and post. So, I'm going to keep those coming. Um, actually have supposed to I'm going to start releasing those on Wednesdays. I think is kind of the day that those, I think I'm going to start every Wednesday. I'll drop one of those. Um, I have Corey Martin lined up for that actually on Monday to record. So cool. Then uh, come springtime. I've got some, I've got some plans to oh, up, yeah. be uploading some stuff to the YouTube. We'll be upgrading the camera soon. 
That'd be a good, good, good shit. One day. All right, y'all. Episode one fifty. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Love you guys.